Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on your YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Weekly Podcast. As Jack throws me off by putting his finger up, but it's just him being emotive. This is the dulcet tones of Matthew Gregg. Joined as always by the lovely Jack King. Hello, Matthew. And the fabulous Ross Twardell. Peace, love and hugs, man. There's two fingers for you, Matthew. You right? You all right there? There's two fingers there. Oh, I'm always good with two fingers, pal. How are you doing? <laughs> I've had the most boring week of my life. As I've just been telling you off the, off the air there. Off the air, there's a technical term for you. I've got this massive blister on my heel, the bottom of the heel where the heel makes contact with the floor. So every time I move, it gets aggravated. So I'm moving less than I normally do, which wasn't too much to begin with. But still, it's an awful way to live your life. I've become so bored, I've turned into Karen. I've turned into that meme. Because <laughs> there's, there's like allocated parking spaces outside here, right? So I've not been walking to work. I've been driving in just to, to, to save my heel. Get to work, right? There's people in my parking space. And we went for a, just a, a, a throwaway beer a couple of weeks ago, right? And I was parked in somebody else's space here because someone was parked in mine. And I came back from that, that throwaway beer, that nonchalant beer, to find a Karen note on my car saying, don't park here again, your reg has been taken, this, that, and the other. So I've been doing that to three other cars this week. <laughs> Fantastic. I've been putting a little thing under the, the windscreen wipers and just leaving it there. Some woman drove off without even looking at it. Silly woman. <laughs> That's adulthood. That yeah. you realise you've reached adulthood when you when you, when you become a notes and petty, bitter <laughs> arsehole. That's when you reach <laughs> yeah. adulthood. Yeah, somewhere your a picture of your car is on a bad drivers of Newcastle <laughs> Facebook page. And I hope so. I'll fight emo- them. And then if your name, not that you name you Reg anyway, but whatever. But I'm sorry to hear that, Ross. I'm very sorry to hear about the blood blister. It's not um, going away. And I've been to two different pharmacies, and they're like, well, there's nothing you can do. Just keep it clean. It'll eventually disappear, but it's because it's on a a, a, a tactile bit of skin. I think it was the term that they used, that uh, it'll just be there forever. So, yeah, lovely stuff. How's your blisters? Got any blisters? Uh, my blisters are all fine. They're all asking after you. See how you're doing? Wondering when you're going to come over again. I miss you. Uh, no, I'm fine. Jack, how are you, and do you have any blisters? No, I used to have quite a few playing the old basketball, but um, 
But since then, since I've become lazy, one of the best benefits has been a lack of blisters. But what I have got this week is Pfizer coursing through my veins. That lovely, I feel, I felt a little bit rubbish, to be honest. (laughs) I I don't know how much of it's mental, because if you're thinking, like, when am I going to get these side effects, then will you get some? Do you know what I mean? But um, no, it's just felt like a bit of a cold. So I've been, it's not be it's not like wiped me out. It's not been the flu-like side effects or anything. But uh, I'm, I'm coming out the back end of it now. So I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling good. Um, I heard that Andrew got it the worst, which is sad because he's like the nicest one in the office. And No, he yeah. isn't. He's a bad man. No, oh, no, he's... Oh, he's uh, no, he's beating Adam now. No, he got framed. He got framed. It's all been yeah. revealed. It was actually Adam throwing Yorkshire puns at the office, not Andrew. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So wait, he was framed? Yeah. By who? We presume whoever the six foot four man was in the bald cap throwing Yorkshire puddings at the office, but we don't know who that is. Wait, I almost match that description. Wait, yeah, I know. Then we know what, what, when and where you need Malibu for. So <laughs> I'm glad that the the purest baby face in all of WWE and yeah. is uh, has been has been cleared. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, got I was away trying... with it just like OJ. I was trying in my head to think of uh, some sort of heel turn pun for Ross and his blood blister, but at the same time, I felt like one, it was maybe a little bit disrespectful because it's causing him pain, and also I just couldn't think of the required wordplay. So I just, I just call thought, it OJ Simpson. Just, uh, OJ Simpson. Just call my blood blister OJ Simpson. Yeah. Matthew he, he just said the name OJ Simpson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see these Twitter videos. I don't know if we spoke about this before on the podcast. Yeah, but he always yeah. does. Hey, it's yours truly. What, OJ Simpson? <laughs> yeah. As if like he's an old uncle. Hey, or it's something. yours truly. <laughs> Just the guy who got away with murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear me. Um, Matthew, did you see my tweet? So last night I found my original tweet of the first time you ever went, ah, what a great, great podcast. Um, so that'll be somewhere that'll be at the top or somewhere near the top of my Twitter feed uh, today and I'd recommend checking out because you just say it and normally now me and Ross just it's part of the podcast but you say it and we both just explode immediately like what (laughs) and um, I feel quite bad watching it back because you were just trying to do your job Oh, no, it's great, though. It's, it's good that we're turning <laughs> such a, a wonderful moment into uh, a part of the show. I think that's it was, everything. That it was weird. Here. But it was it funny was... because I was trying. I think it's the funniest thing because I'm like, what's the end bit? Rather than going, all right, cool, big question. I thought I'd go like, wow, what? it's been a great podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm it from Sportside. It just came out really hey, early. What an episode if the cards are all right. <laughs> um, What? The cards are right. Doing that Bruce Forsyth show. Hang on, and uh, it's like, wow, it's been great. People have won prizes. I'm, I'm doing a retrospective. You know, that's as far as I got was, wow, what a great podcast. Yeah, it's good. Back in the days when the podcasts were like ninety minutes. Remember those days? Mm. Oh. No. I was going to say as well, a lot of the replies, or a couple of the replies anyway, were like, wow, so weird to see them in the live setup. And I'd also forgotten what it was like. To uh, to be in the live setup, yeah. But Matthew, how are you doing this week anyway? Oh, I'm great. I had the Pfizer thing last week. Didn't have any issues apart from a dead arm. Like, all right, fine. And then this week, I've been poo. So I think it's a delayed reaction, oh. which is fine. I'm feeling better to better-ish today. You know, you're not 100%, but you'll take 70% over the 30% you have mm. been. So I'm like, yeah, great. So it's fine. It was expected. It's a vaccine. It's what happens. And... Uh, that's it. It's got to go with the flow. Drink mm-hmm. lots of cups of coffee. 
and watch lots of wrestling. Yeah. Wow, wrestling, what a great idea. In the news this week, uh, there's a report from a new writer that they've employed by WWE. They're a stand-up comedian, been featured on Tonight Show, Vice, and NBC. Uh, is it Mo- Kenneth Mobley? I think I'm okay. name horribly wrong. Sorry, that's another tradition of the podcast. Um, yes, I have just been hired by WWE. Given the things that you know about me in my entire life and what I'm into, yes, that's surprising. Also a surprise for me. They did not require me to know anything about wrestling, but I do have a background in film production and comedy writing. So like, oh, perfect, come in. What, you hate wrestling? Fantastic. <laughs> the fans can relate to you so much. And... Uh, so there's Monday Night Raw on Friday Night Smackdown. These are quotes. And the people I know that are on it are Bobby. His name is either Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley. And I really should know that. <laughs> He's like this giant black guy. And he and the people who are part of his crew, uh, they're called uh, the Hurt Business. That's right. They wear suits and they're like, we're cool. <laughs> Love that. That's my favorite bit. And they're like, we're cool. That's that's their expression. They come out and MVP gets away and goes, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone cheers. You know. So... It's fascinating seeing an interview with someone like this about the position they're going into because we've always heard about WB more interested in comedy writers and people who've done TV drama and whatever rather than, you know, uber smart, you know, Finn Martin with uh, his, his custom-made Best of the Super Juniors 93 shirt. Um, <laughs> but we've never heard from them firsthand. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of wrestling. Yeah, sure, whatever. I need to hear this 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 quote from her mouth because I need to know if she's actually speaking sarcastically or not. Because there's a chance she's a comedian; she might be just extracting the mic out of everybody, out of everybody listening and just having a good old laugh at wrestling fans' expense, triggering the wrestling fans who like getting triggered over all sorts of stuff. But um, but then again, there is a chance that maybe she does know who Bobby Lashley is because, as I said, as I saw on, as part of that uh, applying to be a WWE writer video I did way back in the day. You actually don't need to know anything about wrestling. It's all about your qualifications. Uh, it's, it's, it's school level and stuff like that. So I don't know how to take this one. I need to hear what you said first with her own mouth. Yeah, same. Uh, it's an odd one. It, it is in fitting. I'm, I'm sure you were going to mention this, Matthew, anyway, but it is in fitting with the response of someone who doesn't understand wrestling fans and the response they'd give. Because it's just quite a wonderfully naive... Wrestling fans have now pulled this apart and dissected it and it's become a bit of a meme already. Now, if a writer did know what wrestling was like, they'd probably know that wrestling fans pounce on like any mistake at any point. So, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird timing as well, isn't it? When creatively speaking, WWE have been through a horrible few years, haven't they, in terms of their creative output and whatnot. So it's a weird time for a member of the creative team to go, ha ah, ha, I don't really know what I'm doing here. If she actually doesn't know what she's doing here again, I need to hear what she said. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the timing of it's weird as well, I guess. I hope we go into the, the filmography and it's like she's done puppet shows and stuff. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, perfect, perfect. Yeah. What was that story years ago? I forget who it was. I think it was just a, just a comedy writer. No offense, but it wasn't like one of the famous ones I've hired. And then interview in Power Slam or something that we got in Power Slam where they wanted to like, they wanted to integrate themselves going, oh, I'm a wrestling fan. So they wanted to like Johnny Ace. And went, oh, big fan of those old Japan matches you had, mate. Oh, cracking. And Johnny's like, oh, great. And Stephanie McMahon had to take the right to one side and be like, don't do that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't mention those wrestlers. It's like, oh, okay, sorry. So, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee is reportedly facing issues trademarking his own ring name. 
because of prior applicants to do the same by WWE. Apparently it was reported back in December that Lee applied to trademark his name for usage as a pro wrestler. However, he's now facing issues with getting the trademark accepted. This is according to HealByNature.com. So there's a notice sent to Lee's attorney uh, last Monday. So that there were two issues with the application, one of which is a prior pending application for the name filed by WWE. So we haven't seen Keith Lee in a few months. There was no injury angle or taken out or anything like that. It's had a few ambiguous tweets. Uh, Keith Lee going, it's all right, it's fine, I'm still here. And then this has come up. So not one to put two and two together, but maybe, just maybe the idea of Keith Lee not being able to trademark his own name that he's had since 2008. So wrestling name, sorry, it's not Keith Lee. And it now is Keith he's Lee. actually trying to... Is actually... His real name since the 8th of November 1984 has been Keith Lee. But then if you... It's his real human name. But you'd have to... That's so weird. It is that you weird. you have to trademark your own name that you also use as a uh, yeah. wrestling or entertainment name. So. Well, it's not, it's not Keith Lee. When he's doing the wrestling, it's Keith Lee. <laughs> is that what the sort of, how they differentiate? Is that the ring announcer? Is that the... All <laughs> yeah. oh, right, okay. We're no, no, trademarking no, was... Keith Lee. Yeah. Whereas Keith Lee from um, Wichita Falls, Texas. I hope, I hope I said that right. That's just Keith Lee. American place names are better than our place names. Have you seen it in Primark, right? You walk through Primark and there's all these bits of like, there's jumpers with like Chicago written on it. Imagine going to America and having like Middlesbrough. (laughs) (laughs) OC, Milton Keynes, (laughs) established 1950, whatever, it's some random year. What's the worst? Bogner Regis or something like that. Oh. (laughs) Putting the anyway, bog in Bogner Regis. Or sorry, I did sidetrack it a bit there. So Keith Lee. You did a bit. Yeah. It was great. From, Thank you, Jack. From Borough. Another trademark of the podcast. Yeah, Keith Lee from Borough. It's weird, though. Do you think that in court, they're doing the, the vanilla ice? No, 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 no. His goes Keith Lee. Mm. Ours goes, wait, Keith Lee. The, did vanilla ice get away with that? Or did he lose the case? He must have lost the case. I actually forget. It, it sounds I remember like the, the story, but I forget what the conclusion yeah. was. Same. Uh, it's just like all good stories in wrestling. It's more about the journey than the destination. Yes. So when oh. Keith Lee's been saying, like, I'll be back, don't worry about me, and all that sort of stuff, as you mentioned, his cryptic tweets, did he necessarily mean in WWE? It kind of sounds like he's at least trying to secure his future. It's just how far in the in the future is he thinking about trademarking his name for? I don't know. Mm. Mm. How can that... But, but then the horror to interrupt then, Jack, if... WWE trademarks his name that he's used, and it is his name, and he leaves, he can't use the name he's used before. Yeah, yeah, which is his name. Oh, I don't know. It, the thing Crazy. as well, how can they, <clears throat> even if this is all harmless and it, he does return to the main roster, how have they not? How is he not a star already? Like, they had him in the, the perfect position, and then they just didn't, they messed it up. And I know we say this about, like, everyone, yeah. but Keith Lee, do you remember when he was, like, not battering because he lost, but when he was battering Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, and everyone was like, "Ah, oh. oh, never mind." Brock Lesnar, Whoa, big boy. Yes, oh. in the Rumble, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa, big boy. Oh. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Most of ever related to Brock Lesnar. So, corner B to be inside of the idea behind WWE having so many Hell in a Cell matches. More on that later. In such a short time, I'm sorry, amount of time, is to drive up interest in the company before fans return in July. The matches included the first ever Hell in a Cell on SmackDown and the first on Monday Night Raw since 1998. 
WWE were holding its first event with full capacity of fans in over 15 months with the July 16th SmackDown. There's no word on if NBC or Fox insisting on having the cell matches. We got this fantasy booking. One down the cell. This is, this is weird, this, to grab the fans' attention, because I didn't know about the Raw one. I get the SmackDown, because I think they announced it 24 hours beforehand, was it? Just about on Twitter? So that's going to grab the attention. But for the Raw one... It was one, as we were doing the podcast, so yeah. It must be, <laughs> yeah. For the Raw one, I had no idea it happened until I sat down on Tuesday morning doing the news with Jack, so that's not grabbed my attention, and I'm a wrestling yeah. fan. So imagine those damn dirty casuals. Was, I think it was announced that night by Xavier Woods. Mm. So yeah, it's very odd. Do you think that it was... Did they think it was going to be like... Do you know the story about the Ultimate Fighter, like the first Ultimate Fighter season in the UFC, and the the main fight, Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin, and Dana White loves to tell the story. Like everyone texted their mates saying, "You've got to turn on whatever channel it was on." Do you think that's what Vince thought? People watching Raw would do. Text yes. your mates. Oh, is the phone gone? I um, heard that in the background. Yeah, oh. you start, they still have that mentality of which we'll just announce it. We won't hype it up. We'll just announce it. it yeah, and it doesn't benefit flock either way. To the TV Fire screen. alarm. That's how hot the show is right now, and it's only the news. Sorry, I just I couldn't hear what you were saying because I took my headphones off. It's been an interesting news week so far, Matthew. I'm enjoying this. To be, I don't know if you've said this already, but I think grabbing the attention by putting on that Hell in a Cell match as well was a weird one. Because in compact, I can see why they did it. Because obviously on Raw, you're giving it away without pay per view buys and whatnot and all that stuff. It wasn't exactly the most captivating Hell in a Cell match ever, in my opinion, compared to the ones we've seen beforehand. So if that was to grab the attention. Or is it just the fact that, ooh, Hell in a Cell's happening on Raw? Have I just said something? I think that's it, Ross. Yeah. Ooh, Hell in a Cell. Ooh, big boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Brock saw it went, ooh. (laughs) You're a big cell, aren't you? (laughs) You're a big red cell. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's red. Ah. I mean, I know we've just watched the pay-per-view and everything this past week, but I always forget that it's red in my head. After four <laughs> days of Hell in a Cell matches, yeah, oh, it's red. It's red. <laughs> Did it go red because it was a raw pay-per-view like a few years ago? Maybe. I thought that yeah. was the reason why, yeah. Yeah, hi. Mm-hmm. I was just trying, I was speaking the other day to, to, to Jack Atkins and we had a small argument. Oh, no, we, didn't small have a small, we didn't have a small argument. He was like, no, so it just happened out of the blue. I was like, no, I'm sure it was a raw pay-per-view a few years ago. So, so Atkins, take that. Was he if you put the podcast on in the background. He puts <laughs> the podcast shit. on in the background? He does? He actually... Oh, lads! When he does what? Like Devil Morocco style. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need a shout out. Uh, I believe his name was Al. And I said I'd shout him out on the podcast. I was walking home from my girlfriend's the other weekend. And I was... I had my headphones in and stuff. What are you... What are you... Uh, rolling <laughs> yeah, your like? I'm sorry. This isn't like a Millhouse situation. You've met... Or a Kirk Van Houten situation. Um... Anyway, uh, this guy walked past and he like motioned for me to take my head. I was like, all right, what's going on here? And he said, mate, I'm listening to your podcast right now. And he turned his phone, he turned his phone around and he actually was. And it, I don't know which one of us was more like freaked out, but it was a great little moment. So shout out to Al and hope you're listening to this one as well. I hope Hi. you responded with, yeah, that's not that unlikely to be honest with you have you seen how long these bleeding things are and you went yeah fair enough <laughs> i wish i'd been that witty but we were both just so shocked by what had happened we were both just like oh no way so just in the middle of heating yeah god imagine awesome. getting told to take your headphones off in the middle of heating oh, oh, that, that, that's like that could have gone either way to be honest with you mate. heating's a harmless area it's well, like, well, I mean, learn... sorry go on no I, I mean go on matthew you've also lived in heating Oh yeah, Heaton's fine, but Heaton's if, fine. If you just make sure you look non-threatening. So obviously, I lived in fear for many years. But 
the thing I've learned from watching YouTube stuff and like, don't do this or whatever. So when someone goes, hey, hey, come here, I need to whisper something in your ear or something to tell you something. So you go, huh, and lean forward and then they crack you. So oh, taking off well, your headphones or whatever, that's fine. So you keep a safe distance. But they go, hey, hey, come here, come here, I need to tell you something. That really, really quietly in your ear. So wait a minute, let me just get in the worst position possible and lean forward towards you. He didn't do that. He just, yeah, though, but I'm he, just, self-defense is a good defense. Look at this, mug advice on the podcast. Never thought I'd be speaking about mug advice today. Oh, and if what's the other stuff I've learned on YouTube? If someone's yelling at you, it's go, oh, it's gonna get, gonna throw down. If they take off their watch, and put it in their pocket, it means they're used to this. So just go, all right, yeah, you win. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, we'll call it, we'll call it a draw. And the final bit of news. Uh, <laughs> trying to end on a happy note, I guess. But uh, Joey Janella, dressed up as quote David Meltzer, just no, not that David Meltzer, to disrupt Drake Vert's uh, recent rant to the school. When he was talking about how uh, you got to ban kids wearing face masks or something in America, USA, USA. So uh, George Nella went in uh, cosplay as a concerned citizen no. and uh, made it on the news because he goes, "I'm just fed up" or something like that. <laughs> it it's was an American, and uh, even took a photo with uh, his former pal Drake. Right, uh, so he didn't realise. It was funny, definitely. But I, that's what I thought. I was like, surely they're both like CZW boys. Surely they'd know At each other. At different times, but yeah. Oh, right, okay, okay. But he was in disguise. No, he wasn't. It just looked like Joey Janela. <laughs> do you not think? Do you not think? It did look... You know, when Stephanie McMahon went undercover boss, and it was just Steph. <laughs> <laughs> and a blonde wig, was it? Yeah. And everyone's like, just pretend, just pretend she's the boss. <laughs> so, yeah, Janela took time uh, from dressing up and pretending to be a wrestler every week on AW Dark to show up and pretend to be a, pretend, a, a concerned citizen. Hey, that was nasty, that. Oh, I thought it would be funny. Oh, I liked that it a little. Really... But right, Taz is always ribbing him. Yeah. Like, you, uh, Taz on AW oh. uh, Dark Commentary, whenever Janela's around, is brutal. That's some that's some news. Taz has made a new meme. <laughs> the best way to end the, the new section. Taz is a new meme. Not in his head. Taz is brilliant, man. Can we all do a Taz impression? Oh, we just all agreeing that we can't. <laughs> yeah, can't do that. Oh, yeah. yes. Taz, can I save money on my car insurance? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I you suppose seen these it'll days, cost though. lots of money, Taz. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you seen Churchill these days? Not Winston, the dog. <laughs> just, just, just in case Drew McIntyre's watching. Not Winston Churchill, Drew, the dog. Um, I, why do you think we'll get on to that? We'll, oh, get, we'll on get on that later, later on. What a weird man Drew McIntyre is these <laughs> days. Anyway, Churchill the dog has gone from being, oh, yes, I'll have a party gravy down at the pub sort of, sort of fella. Yeah. To now being sort of laid back hipster, I'm on a skateboard. I don't even speak anymore in the new adverts, oh. which I find shocking. Oh, no. He's lost what he was. This sort of like is... Drew McIntyre. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> these millennials. They've got like the, you know, like the lo-fi chill beat sort of music playing in the background as Churchill the dog flies around on his little skateboard. Oh, Churchill's going to become a Twitch streamer. That's the that's the way we're getting to now. Oh, Churchill, in a hot tub, yeah. Churchill the insurance dog. <laughs> I, I tell you what. I was flicking up because Sam was like, watch this game I'm going to play on Twitch. Sam was playing this game on Twitch last night, right? Oh, I was, I was in his stream for a bit. I couldn't what get a, it. What a therapy. I thought it was quite therapeutic, me. Oh, you fair just, enough. You got a power washer, essentially, Matthew. And you just you, you wash like like grit off stuff, like, well, mess off stones and stuff. Just wash it off with a power washer. That was Is the this game. This is the game. game. Yeah. That oh, was the game, okay. yeah. Um, so you, know, you get the, the suggested ones down the side on desktop on Twitch. Clicked at one at the bottom that was labeled ASMR. <laughs> 
That was my first experience of an ASMR Twitch stream. She was just like, kiss. <laughs> oh. Eating crisps. <coughs> I was like, oh, why do people... And she was wearing, like, you know, a low-cut top and all this stuff. And I was like, what... What is what is humanity these days? What is humanity? What is what's what's going on? Why can't we go outside and kick a football around these days? Yeah, do you know why? Because of Churchill, the chill <laughs> hipster insurance dog. Churchill, can I go outside and see me mates? Oh no 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 no. Speaking of breaking lockdown rules, there has been shocking news from Parliament this morning. <laughs> I oh, that's my first. Hall of Fame pick. <laughs> Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. <laughs> so that was the wrestling news and some other stuff that isn't wrestling or news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, Daniel Potts Drums on Instagram. I was running Jack's heart, but not this time. 11%. Huh? Oh, it was yours? Oh, it was Ross. It was Ross. I oh, beg was... your pardon. Sorry, that sounds like something I you it... do. To be I, thought with you. It was... I thought it was yours, Matthew. We've all got it wrong. Yeah, I'm really... Yeah, everyone pointing at one another like the Spider-Man yeah. meme. Uh, Scottish commentary on BBC when Patrick Schick's halfway line goal went in. 32%. Oh, I can I can right. hear him play that in my head. What Czech Republic on, on the break. I got some dogs abuse off Scottish people on Twitter. Uh, you'd, some of you deserved it that you thought last week, to be honest with you. Oh, no, I didn't. And anyway, no, it was after they, it was after they drew with us nil-nil. People were acting no, like No, no, they, they won. They won. They won nil-nil. They beat us nil-nil, sorry. Yeah, after they and then, anyway. and, then, and then we're the first team eliminated from the entire competition. Quick thing. So... I was at work when the uh, <laughs> match was on. So and, sorry. <laughs> and so we can hear, because loads of people watching it at Stack, I believe. So we hear the, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Check BBC Sports, uh, whatever, instant feedback. And it says, oh, 1-0 England. All right, cool, great. And then later on, about an hour or so in, we hear another cheer. And we're going, going, I wonder what that cheer was about. There's been no update on the, on the, on the England match. No one scored or anything. And someone said, no, it's it's full time. It's a Scottish match and they've been right. out. And I went, they cheered that? Yeah. That's shocking. Now, to be fair, no, nah, to be fair, oh. the way Scotland have been over the past, well, yeah. the past, well, this entire century, really. Apart from a, a brief <laughs> oh, spell in, no, apart from a brief spell in sort of 2008 where they were quite good, uh, getting a big drop, and the way they played as well was, was very good indeed. I just like to say, because I've got dogs abuse as well. Um, when I'm speaking about football, about other teams that aren't my own, it's very much tongue in cheek, so don't don't take it as such. Me and Jack just did a, a laugh like the Miz there, like, yeah. a, comical, like a comical heel. Yeah. Don't take offence to it; it's fine. I've got Scottish friend, all of them. No, I've got. Yeah. Oh, no, don't go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've actually not. I've not. I've not talked to Jen or Kenny since. I've talked to Fraser though. Well, I talked to someone when you blocked. I've talked to. I've talked to. In fact, I watched the game with Fraser. We had a lovely time. He doesn't really care about football, so I was like sweating, like, "Oh, come on!" And he was just like, "Having a great time. It's great." So, is Fraser Scottish? Fraser's Scottish. Yeah. Is he? He's from oh. he's from uh, near Edinburgh. Oh, Inverness. Yeah, he had such a no, not in posh no, he's not from Inverness. That's not true. That's just not true. <laughs> but this after the match, this drunk Scottish bloke walked past looking for his mates. Or like looking for a bar where his mates were, and we pointed him in the right direction. And uh, uh, after he'd left, I said to Fraser, "Like, do you know whereabouts he was from?" And he was like, "I probably near Leith." Eh? I was like, "Oh my god!" 
just what a superpower. You could tell where someone was from by their accent. It's all Scottish to me. But yeah. Oh, mm. So fair. Fraser, Fraser is Scottish. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I know. And, and if you've not met him yet, lovely lad as well. I have met him. I didn't realise that. So oh, I don't know if that's no. on me or him. <laughs> Sorry, Fraser. I'll buy some oh. shortbread. Uh, Don West was the winner from last week. Mm. 58%. And I feel I should celebrate like Don West. Yeah! We did it! High five on camera. Yeah! <laughs> and as of course, Don West, who is currently uh, dealing with... God, I've forgotten the exact thing that it is, but... Uh, Regardless, I think we should put if we can put a link to the description for his yeah. GoFundMe. Yeah, that's a good show. Operations, then I think we should. Sorry, bring the tone down, but yeah, you all right, Ross? Sorry, I've just seen a really shocking thing. Tay Conti, or Ty Conti, sorry, went to school with Philip Coutinho. She did. Yes. There's a, pic- there's a picture of him there. Yeah. He sorry, looks- I've picked the worst oh, point is that of the what podcast. That thing to- no. I've picked yeah, the worst that- point of the podcast to read that. <laughs> Wait you know what? That was that was bit. the changing gear we needed. Like, <laughs> yeah. clunk, clunk, clunk. Hey, uh, they both look like the popular kids, don't they, in that picture? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that hair on Coutinho. That's like me when I was 16, that hair. Incredible. He's got a bit of a curly curly uh, thing going on. Yeah. Lasses would go wild for that sort of hair. Take oh, sorry. I'm, I'm not on that bit yet. I'm still stuck on, uh, every time I die a guitarist, Andy Williams recovers drowning chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> what a heel. <laughs> that's the butcher, right? Yeah, that's the butcher. Mm. No, wait, hang on. Let's ask Jim Ross. Do you reckon they're collab <laughs> now? Well, because of that. <laughs> yeah, Andy Williams and Chipmunk. Oh, and Chipmunk, the rapper. Yeah. Back yes, in the day. Do, 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 Oopsie do. daisy, no, I heard. No. Oh, what a... That was a time to be alive, wasn't it, everybody? Oh, Chipmunk's now more of a, like... Uh, like, if another rapper says something bad about him, he writes the most vicious diss tracks. I'm like, not that, that Chipmunk. Chi- that Chipmunk, yeah. He's, He's not like, capable of being horrible. No, 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 he is. He very much is. He's the Andrew Hodgkinson of the, the, the mainstream... Rapping world. He's not. He's the Adam Pacitti, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. If Pacitti was a WWE writer, in fairness, he would have done exactly what that woman's done. So yeah. now I'm starting to think... Mm, I mm. think all the rich wrestlers should beat up the poor wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> then Vince is like, I love it, but they're all poor. <laughs> oh, fair enough. They should drive the Freemasons. Uh, so... Yeah, the other other group in NXT. So if I won last week, then I'll go first this week. Mm. I'm trying to think if I've done this before because it's not the first time it's happened to me. I live such an exciting life. Have I put mushy peas in the Hall of Fame before? Or Ring the bell. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Nah, just as well, I had a backup <laughs> plan because my American friend just asked me out of the blue, "What is mushy peas, Matthew?" And I'm like, "Well, it's peas and it's got a lot of stuff in it." All right, Matthew. My second question: What's that? Why is mushy peas? And I'm like. They're nice. They're part of our... It's the glue that holds a chippy tea together. You cannot exactly have your fish and said, chips Ross. or your sausage and chips without mushy peas on the side. That's right. Thank you. That's a polyfiller keeping the wall of the British meal together from falling apart. Anyway, so mushy peas already been in. As much as I look to put it in twice, that's quite anticlimactic. So the only thing I've done really this week is beat Resident Evil 7 to get ready for Resident Evil 8. And it's weird you'd play one game to get ready for another one, but this is the first Resi, first good Resi Evil that's a first person. Okay. And I saw that originally. It's actually a few years old now, Resi Evil 7. But I went, I want to play a Resi Evil game where it's first person. Oh, that's going to be rubbish. Oh, it's, oh, jumping out and scaring you. Oh, I'm really scared. Uh. Then I actually bothered to play it because everyone was talking about Resi Evil 8. And yeah, 
believe it or not, the hottest take from four years ago, it's really good. Well, fair enough. So it shows what I know. Um, and the song's a lot more emotional than usual. So it's usually, you know, all right, uh, zombie, uh, stop and bang. But this time it's like it's one family that's de- you've got to deal with and it's all set in this one tiny little location. So you end up getting stalked around the house. And that's great because it's like just one dude going, where are you? And you're like, oh, better hide behind this door. And because it's first person view, it's not that easy to move yourself around as it would be if it was third person. So there's a real sense of like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't catch us. As you hide behind like a door and you hear him, I better not open this door and find you. Oh, God, it's so scary. <laughs> so, Give yeah. me quite a Wyatt family vibe here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all that. But with zombies. I would hate to be like I don't know, a scientist from Louisiana or something. I'll be like really clever because all the representations you get from the bayou is alligator hunters, oh. Wyatt family, Texas Chainsaw Massacre types. Do you remember, like, do you remember uh, oh, what was it called? Matthew McConaughey and um, Woody Harrelson. True, no, ah, True Detective. True Detective. Season one. Oh, there was some disturbing stuff in that. Did you watch it? No, I've been told to watch it by a lot of people. Season one was fantastic. Then it really fell off. But, oh man, some of those characters were very sinister indeed. Yeah. Again, Not- so I mean, it's like if you're, I said this before, like, do we come to Memphis? And they're like, Elvis! And there's all the people in Memphis like, I hate Elvis. I hate Elvis so much. <laughs> but I imagine it's like that. So Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 for all, yeah, wow, Matthew. Yeah, write that down, Matthew. Ask your parents for Christmas, a game from four years ago, Resident Evil 7. No shame in that. It's fair enough. Not very exciting pick this week, but it's not been a very ah. exciting week because I've been on my backside. There we go, no swearing. Uh, Jack, you were second place last week. What have you got for us? I've got a serious one this week, unfortunately. Oh, no. It's sad news, yeah. So um, Mark Hoppus, the bassist from Blink, has announced that he's um, he's got cancer and he's undergoing therapy, uh, treatment for it. So, yeah, I'll put him in, or maybe just the band in general. I'll put Mark Hoppus in. Um, the first band I ever got into was Green Day. And then, therefore, as the natural progression goes, the second band I got into was Blink. And they're just a great band, and I feel very bad for it. It's one of those ones where you you hear a story about a celebrity and rarely does it... It's got to be someone you're like a proper fan of for you to be like, oh, no. And that's that's sort of the reaction I got. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he's all right. Hopefully it turns out okay. But, yeah, Mark Hoppers from Blink. Not got, any, not got anything to add, really. That's just a, just a sad one. Yeah, we'll get. What was, that, on, what was the first Blink One Eighty Two song oh, that you heard that made you go, "Oh yes, I like uh, this band." Well, the first Blink song I heard was probably all the small things because it was just everywhere. Mm. But uh, the first one that I heard when I was like, "Oh, this is good," was probably "Damn It." Do you oh, know that one? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a good one. Rock Mine show. Was rock show. Yeah, rock show is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, she said what, and I told her I didn't know. Yes, there's a line in that she's getting kicked out of school because she's failing. Yeah. Which I used to think was she's getting kicked out of school because she's stealing, which is also a good it's enough really, Yeah, it's quite yeah. American. Another good thing about Mark Hopper is, is he's the one who can sing as well. <laughs> 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 he's the one who doesn't, who people don't do impressions of. So yeah. But, Except quick Twitter accounts just to quote it how he says it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, you know, one of my favourite bands ever and it's sad news. So Mark Hopper's. Go on, Ross. 
I wish I went before you now. No, 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 no. Again, <laughs> this is the this is the, this is the change of gear we need as we head yeah. towards. Yeah. Wartish, um, Tory nonce caught necking on with aid. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, British newspapers this morning with the hugest of huge scopes this morning with uh, Matt Hancock caught in a car. Well, allegedly. Allegedly, 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 yeah, allegedly, 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 yeah, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, 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 smarmy, disgusting, piece, trash bag hoe you've ever seen in your life. And you're thinking, ah, <laughs> So let's laugh at the Tory today. Let's laugh at Man Hancock getting caught. Also, it's bad because often, right, when something like this happens, even though, you know, you might think, oh, that's dodgy behaviour, that from them. I do feel sorry for the celebrity in question because I'm like, their private life is splashed all across the front of the news and stuff. But this apparently took place during lockdown. So when he... Oh, I didn't know that bit. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> turns out when he was telling people, well, you can't go and visit your family. No, of course you can't. You don't. You can't be in contact with people. He's then having some sort yeah. of affair. So if it is him, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. The picture. The picture looks like... It's certainly a man who looks a lot like Matt Hancock. Yeah. And yeah. in fairness, I was like, ah, should we really talk about this in the podcast? Well, at least wait for him to respond. And it's been uh, Matt Hancock just doesn't want to say anything right now. Yeah, he said no comment, didn't he? That's not a good sign. If you ever accuse of stuff yeah. like that, it has to be yeah. no way. And yeah. uh, now to no comment, it's like, oh, okay. Could like I how co- Boris Johnson with um, that lass who got all that money for a company. The one who pissed off Lorraine Kelly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I know her from. You're I know more about the that question. than Boris. <laughs> Never mind the Prime Minister of the country right now. It's Lorraine Kelly. Lorraine I don't even know Kelly. what the point of you coming on was. Yeah. Have you seen my like Um I need to clarify my use of the word nonce there, because when I was growing up, when I was growing up, <laughs> I hope someone cuts that. <laughs> when I was growing up, <laughs> I learned this when I first started doing YouTube because I used it on a video once. And people was like, you, "You, you, can't be saying that about people." But when I was growing up, my gran would call me a nonce because <laughs> in. In ye olde Northumberland farmer speak, I don't know if it's any further afield. If it is further afield, <laughs> let me know in the comments down below. But in ye olde Northumberland farmer speak, nonce means idiot. Right, right. Not what it means today. So when I, I use the word, <laughs> I got a bit excited there. But it is funny seeing just a, a horrible guy getting caught in such a uncompromising position. I like how we've said, like, oh, allegedly, allegedly you cheat on an aide. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we also called him a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, because when Jack was speaking there, I was, like, typing down what I was going to write. And I've just re- realised I've, I've put down Tory nonce. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Is, if only there was a term that we used to use in this podcast. It was going to death. I'm going to have to put in brackets, idiot. Yes. The old, the second definition in the Northumberland Dictionary. Well, technically, I would say it's the first definition. The the the, the modern day synonym, I guess, is uh, an add-on, a bolt-on, a delta variant, if you will. Ah, oh. expansion pack. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. To- Tory nonce in brackets. No, no, no. Not that like that. Not like that. Caught with aid in bracket. Oh yes, that is like that. Allegedly. 
Yeah, I make hope, sure you put allegedly on the Patreon post. I hope that Mrs. Hancock takes him to the bloody cleaners. I hope she does. Every penny's worth gone. Go on, Mrs. Hancock. Wow. Get her done. Oh, what? what? I'm just on the... Uh, I'm on the Merriam-Webster definition of nonce. <laughs> and it's very confusing. There's a lot of different things. Hold on, let's run through. Let's run through the history of nonce. Yes, the dictionary definition of nonce. Please say the first definition well, is just no. Matt Hancock. <laughs> it just says it just says the one particular or present occasion, purpose, or use. So, like for the for the now, for the not for the nonce, the time being, also an adjective. Look occurring, used, or made only once for a special occasion. AKA a nonce occasion. I don't get it. What? Don't is this a different. This is like, a par- par- hold- sort of like Middle English term. Like you're holding a party. You're hosting a party. And I'm holding a nonce party. I'm holding a nonce party. These, these, uh, these specific. Like these example sentences no. really aren't that. Um... There we go. Cambridge Dictionary, though. That, uh, that that one's a person who commits a sex crime, typically involving underage. That, that's more. That's more. No mention of the word idiot. Well, this is just the this is just the posh boy dictionary online. It's not Isn't local dialects and that. Language fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Imagine seeing at the time a seventy-year-old woman calling a ten-year-old boy <laughs> a nonce. Because that was me going down to Woolworths with me grand when I was about ten, trying to get FIFA two thousand and three or whatever it would have been at the time. Me going, man, she's like, ah, shut up, man, you nonce. <laughs> yeah, bloody nonce. I remember, remember that from my youth. That's good. Thank you. Lovely. I miss me, Gran. Oh. Hall of Fame is done. <laughs> what a Maybe Hall forever. Of fame <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, we had a good run uh, on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> look at the last episode of the Colour Podcast. There were three, there were three picks. Your three picks for the Colic Hall of Fame this week are Resident Evil 7, not winning, but I had a good time. Um, Matt Hoppus. Mark Hoppus. Mark, Mark Hoppus. Hoppus. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. And... <laughs> Tory idiot caught yeah, getting on go. with aid, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> alleged Tory idiot allegedly. allegedly getting on with his alleged aid. Allegedly. Those three picks, eh? And yours and yours alone. By going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Can I just ask you both, when you saw that news this morning, did you also like become over like overwhelmed with a sense of like ha Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. John yeah. Freud's right. uh, Yeah. Normally be like you normally would be like, oh terrible for the family uh, or not, but it's it's Hancock and I, I was more kinda angry like I was with Cummings when because it was the whole when I saw that it was during lockdown allegedly, then I was like, "Oh, you cheeky!" Like saying because like, we've been told for so long, "Don't leave your house," and you're you're terrible if you go and see your gran. And now they've been doing that, and I know we all knew that people were breaking the rules, but the people who made the rules to be breaking the rules is just like it's so insulting. That's good. I was just yeah. checking my moral compass was still pointing in the right oh, direction. No, what, what Jack said, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are people involved, and there's the kids and the families and everything else like that, but I'm not thinking about them right now. <laughs> but go on, Mrs. Hancock. Pull his pants down in the court of law. No, Take him. I was very say someone already did, Ross. <laughs> but yeah, allegedly on three, we shall do an allegedly to end to end the segment, and we'll move on. One, two, three. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. 
This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. <laughs> this week in wrestling. Start with SmackDown from last Friday. Rey Mysterio opens the show and wants Revenge tonight for what Roman did to Dominic. The cell structure lowers around him. Roman arrives and gives Rey a chance to back out, saying what he did to Dominic was PG compared to what will do to Rey. Rey refuses to back down, knowing full well that SmackDown will be rated PG no matter what. Roman's got the Sorry, Roman's got the zingers, sorry. Yeah. Aye, the turkey zingers. Yeah. The fatigue. Later, Jimmy Uso finds Roman backstage and admits he was right about needing to stick together. Roman asks where Jay is, but Jimmy says he hasn't heard from him all week. Roman tells him to locate Jay. It's a SmackDown side quest. Yeah, it's exactly mm-hmm. your mission. <laughs> okay, Jay. Yeah, it's all, all part of the EastEnders saga that we've got going. More strong booking for Ronald Mysterious, in my opinion. Yeah. Is, that the, is that the match accepted already on the social media or whatever? It's been announced it's happening on SmackDown. Yeah, he still demands Roman Reigns come out. And what's worse is Roman Reigns bows down to the real tribal chief, Ronald Mysterious. The booking of Rey Mysterio is, is, is getting beyond the joke now, I think. Apart from the match itself, uh, <laughs> obviously. My, um, my weekly article on the website this week was about how Reigns is certainly the best part of SmackDown and probably WWE at the minute, but is it papering over some SmackDown cracks? So we'll just, just yeah, bear, that in, mind, bear that in mind. Every, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Ross, what you, no, Ross, what you've done there is you've done what people on Twitter do and it annoys me, which is where they reply to the title of my article that I've spent hours writing <laughs> and just answer the question that he asked in the title. I thought it would Riley whoop. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, I think you posted, Ross, was it like, lad names himself John Cena, even though he's not a John Cena fan. And I didn't even read the article because I had no interest. But the John Cena fan who wasn't a fan of John Cena, who called himself John Cena, had a John Cena shirt on. And I'm, I'm sure if I clicked it to explain that, well, after buying it, he went and got one. But I just saw the, the first two words that the article were, a drinker has renamed himself <laughs> Oh, John yeah, that was Cena. his occupation. That's right. Yeah. A drinker, all in capitals. We've all tried to downplay at some point in our lives. We've all tried to downplay how big a wrestling fan we are. And I feel like this lad may be trying to backtrack, despite having changed his name to John Cena. Thanks, Joe. Kevin Owens. Sorry, that was a good point, but I had nothing to add to it because I haven't read In the all article. fairness, John Sorry, Cena... Sorry, that was really cold-blooded. In all fairness, John Cena is a strong name, and maybe he just didn't know. Maybe The Sun, I think it was The Sun. Don't buy The Sun. It was The Sun's article. Maybe the guy, the journalist at The Sun, bought him a John Cena T-shirt. Mm. Or maybe it, was... it didn't even happen. <laughs> maybe maybe coincidentally the same time this mega blockbuster with John Cena's coming out and coincidentally that is how we got the Vincent Mann is rumoured to be buying Newcastle United story I mean it was the son of the star oh. but it was just because they're doing a tour and there's always these made up sh- uh, stories that happen and they will not go away no. to this day every few, every... every few years yeah. an American whatever dirty writer will go hey have you heard this room I'm like what are you talking about and then the Chronicle runs in Newcastle United 11 and it's like it's so funny every time <laughs> Brock Lesnar in goal because he's huge yeah it's just uh... big show in the great Carly at centre half yeah yeah good times Jack- Jackson Riker on the right wing hey, hey, oh nice I've got Jack. it back I've got nice. it back one it's coming home. It's coming home. 
Kevin Owens teams with Big E to take on Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz in what I believe is Aziz's first match. Mm. Sami Zayn is on guest commentary and distracts Owens, allowing Aziz to hit the Nigerian nail for the win. A teeny tiny little Nigerian nail, by the way. A little little slipping in there. (laughs) And we'll just let that one simmer. (laughs) Did he hit him? That's enough simmering. Did he hit him with a second after the match? Backstage, Owens demands a match with Zayn from Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville, and they say they can face him at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, he did, did talk like Papa Lazarus. Really well, this yeah. will come into play later on, I suspect. Certainly will. Bit of a I weird feel. Change. I tell you what, lads, I feel sorry for Commander Aziz because they wouldn't let him presumably take his jacket off. Yeah. Which not only means he kind of feel the benefit when after he's done the wrestling, he goes back outside <laughs> again. But those stupid yellow. I say stupid. Those yellow things. Those um. You know, things you use to tie your curtains up that are on his uniform. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. That's a descriptive term. Sorry if I'm offending anybody. But uh, they kept getting in the way and he was trying to do his punches and whatnot. So I felt a bit bad for him. Being mm. limited he by his hot. jacket. He looked, he looked warm as well. well. He looked hot. He looked smoking. In both senses Whoa. of the look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it better. I love the fact you brought up that. So much Northumberland on this podcast already. <laughs> We've not even started the, the silly stuff yet. Yeah, I won't feel the benefit. <laughs> Nakamura and Corbin have another singles match, this time for rightful possession of the crown. Nakamura wins and Rick Boogs crowns him on the stage. Corbin is absolutely devastated. He was gutted. He was absolutely heartbroken in the ring. Um, Why? What is Rick Boogs' character motivate? Is he just a huge fan of Nakamura? He's a huge fan of rock music and Nakamura. Okay, and Nakamura is the rock star. Did yeah. you just say he was about to ruin something? He's, he's, I'm saying he's ruining this poor man's life, this poor man being Baron Corbin, because he's <laughs> turned up on SmackDown and he's just just bullying him. Just I expect, he, he puts the vodka and the Charlie into SmackDown, does Rick Boots. Because <laughs> everybody is there having a party. Pat McAfee on commentary especially. But I'm, oh, Pat definitely partakes oh, in the partying, I should say. The, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Rick Boog shows up and everyone's on pre-workout. It's fantastic. Uh, but I, I hope this is the catalyst for Baron Corbin to shed the king thing. I think it's a nice way to, for Nakamura to get back, you know, sort of what he was back in his New Japan days. Which, I remember listening to JR's podcast and Jericho's podcast. People going, oh, Dory should sign Nakamura. It'll save professional wrestling. And then they did, and it didn't quite work as people thought it would. Um, but, but Corbin needs to let that go because he's been nearly two years. Two years of King Corbin. Imagine if Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin was a king. We yeah. wouldn't have a job. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. <laughs> we'd all be... We'd, all, we'd, we'd maybe be covering, like, oh, no, there's no way. There's no way the WCW could have survived this, this long without eating itself if it had won the war. But, no. but, hey, remember King Ringmaster? How great a gimmick that was. King, king Ring- McFreeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the NWO would have, like... It would be the size of a country by this point if yeah. WCW had won the war. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Vince would be sure. doing a podcast called like 50 Odd Weeks or whatever. <laughs> 50 Odd, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it was years. What am I talking about? Anyway, sorry. It's all good. <sighs> no, Boogs, it, it's good seeing Nakamura getting a push, but the highlights of his match are his entrance. Still, yeah, so it was a, the, the deal. They they both got pretty move sets, haven't they? But it's the fact that we've seen it. I think that was the fifth SmackDown in a row that we've seen that singles match happening. 
Just sort of, yeah. At what point? Because it was in the I, the last 10 years, maybe. Maybe a little bit longer. Where, maybe not that long, but whenever feud, feuds in WWE used to be, will interact and then have a big match or two or three. But now if you're feuding, it means you exclusively wrestle that person week in and week out. And I don't get the point of that because well, by it's, obvious, it's obvious stuff. But by the time we get to the pay-per-view or whatever, we've seen that match like six times with different stipulations and tag teams and stuff. And it just doesn't work for me. I don't get it. Paper cracks Jack's article on cultaholic.com. Cheers. Thank Corporate you. synergy. Yeah. Mm, I like that. It's like AOL Time Warner. Bianca Belair cuts a standard babyface promo on Bailey. Ooh, that's a bit harsh. She says that Bailey's laughter reminds her of all those bullies who told her she'd never achieve anything. But she was stronger than them, and she's going to be stronger than Bailey on Sunday. Bianca wants Bailey in a Hell in a Cell match. Bailey arrives and they brawl, with Bailey getting the upper hand after using Bianca's hair. She poses with a belt, and all the Thunderdome screams become the same image. Again, they really like that little effect. So is this. From the big book of cliches, all right, want someone to get cheered. I was bullied. All right, cool, done. Yeah, there's no way anyone was laughing at Bianca Belair at Yeah, no. Isn't there an entire like, build-up when she arrived in the ring? Like, oh, look at how great she was at everything in school ever. Yeah. Look at She's her do these hurdles like nobody else hurdled before. That's what they're doing, Ross. They're going, ha-ha, look how fit and athletic and talented she is. Ha-ha. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hong. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, that was Kevin Nash watching. <laughs> I've just, I've just had a flashback to HT Drake telling me he was a hurdler at school. Wow. Was that a sub for a really bad joke? No, no. HT Drake was just good at the hurdle. That's just oh, a fun fact about everyone's favourite about the John Cena of the Northeast Wrestling scene. That's right. Maybe that's what the H stands for. Hurdler the Drake. Hurdler, hurdler, hurdler the, the Drake, <laughs> like Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Angel Dawkins has a match against Otis, accompanied by Chad Gable. Montez Ford is absent after Otis beat him down last week. The match never got started as Otis and Gable used their numbers advantage to beat Dawkins down. Mm-hmm. They certainly did. Otis now is like Festus, but without the bell. And it's very strange to see. Was it you, Ross, saying... I think you made the point last week that, yes, it's weird, but he does... I'll have to admit, I have to agree with you now if it was you, that Otis does pull it off. He can be a heel. It, he's good. He's good. He's a very versatile performer. He is. And the shape like of Chris, like Chris Eubank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <I was> just... <laughs> there's no spice with Otis these days, though. Because no, the, the shape of the beard, while it has been controversial and a topic that's been discussed at length on many wrestling podcasts, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it does work, though, doesn't it? It does like just it accentuates his his anger in his face more so yeah. than having a nice nice padded beard. But Richard hit the thing. Oh my! Oh, oh baby! That's right, everybody. I've 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 came in early today. Wow. The, du- the double team discus clothesline from Otis into the German suplex from Gable to Dawkins, who sold it and made it look so devastating, is Ross Tweddle's move of the week. Go back and watch it. Fantastic scenes. I've noticed that Ross has, so far anyway, from a very small sample size, quite a penchant for double team moves. Oh yeah. It's mm. the synergy. It's like 
uh, a dance, isn't it? Professional wrestling, yes. a dance, and a that two was three way dance. In fact, uh, yeah, that was a devastating dance. That was like end of the night. There's a puddle of vodka cranberry on the dance floor, and you slip and fall and break your neck. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have. Ross, whatever you've been drinking, if it is the vodka cranberry, uh, please do it every episode. <laughs> That's uh, it's Matthew. It's these. It's, it's it's ten milligram Tweddle making this come back to the podcast. Oh no, ten milligram. Mm. I don't know He's what it is the about hard these. Stuff. Yeah, I'm on the hard stuff again. Oh, God, well, we'll get we'll get you that for like October. <laughs> Ross, I know that everyone's symptoms differ and stuff, right? But this year, my hay fever's been not gone. It's still been annoying and stuff. But nasal spray has really, really done wonders, honestly. I've not yeah. felt the need to go that deep this year for some reason. Okay. The air has been like soup this year more than most years for me. Don't know okay. what it's been like. It's been like you're really sort of, I'm having to mouth breathe more than normal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to say. Because it's too thick. The air's too thick for me, no, me nose. Mm. I'm sorry so, to hear that because I, I don't have hay fever. That's well, fine. A few things I don't have. Enjoy, but, enjoy that. But I've noticed now that the older you get and hairy you get, obviously, if you don't look after yourself, is the hairs in the nostrils. And I got one of those little nasal hair trimmer things. And then afterwards, you leave it a few weeks and you go back to you like, oh, God, I can smell everything. Right. I can yeah. breathe. It's amazing how much hair you actually get down there, huh. up there, depending on Fair. your perspective. It is amazing as well because I'm in my late 20s now. And the longer uh-huh. hair out the nostril, which you, you see in the mirror, and I don't have a nasal trimmer because I've not felt the need to get one yet, but no doubt that Manscaped, that's the one, isn't it? That all the podcasts yeah. use. Please sponsor us or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that looks like a thrilling experience to use one of those things, just going like... Yeah. You do that and you go, I've, I've shaved anything. And then you look down and say, oh, yeah, there's loads. It was pointed out to me quite recently that my hair, but only on the sides, is starting to go a little bit... Little bit grey in parts, and I'm like, whoa, how exciting! I know, yeah. <laughs> is it not just because the rest of you are so tanned right now? Thank you. No, no. It's not just being blonded. No, no. It's so. been not just this summer. It's been like the past few past year, I'd say. Oh. So then when I went home, I decided to look at my dad, and he's he's gone grey on the sides quicker than on the top. And I'm like, oh, this is my future. This. So I don't know what I think about that. Ross, what have you also said? You're like Paulie from The Sopranos. I reckon I've got about three or four hairs on each side. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. We're growing uh, old. At least we're not like my head teacher from school. My head teacher, Mr. Mitchell from Chattery Middle School in the early early noughties. (laughs) Started him straight away. He went grey. I think it was at the age of 17, I think he used to say. And he just had like a, 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 a luscious head of hair. A lovely sort of Eric Bischoff... You know, and Eric would let his hair go a bit longer and comb it over. A lovely, luscious head of hair, but it was snow white. It was fantastic. And he said, oh, she used to say he went grey when he was like 17 or 18, something like that. Well, at least you're used to it by then. There, yeah. was a, there was a lad at my uni who I didn't really know, but he was two years younger than me. He was like a fresh R when I was in my last year. And like, I've not got the best hairline or anything, but he was like 18 years old and just, it was like, it was bad. His nickname in the DOS team was Mr. Burns. But he could grow a fantastic beard though, because that's how it works, isn't it? He was clean shaven yeah, at the upside time. Upside down head. Yeah. He was clean shaven at the time, but maybe he can now. I don't know. I felt bad for him, but he didn't care. It's what he was used to, I suppose. But oh man, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the that's the game we've got to play as men, isn't it? How if if it starts to go, how long do you persist? 
and then how long, how, how quickly do you get it out and just take it off? I don't know. Yeah. Because ideally, you want to look really good before you start to do that. Like um, uh, uh, Cesaro, who was interviewed and talked about getting revenge <laughs> oh, if on we, if, if we all, if we all looked bald, If we all looked like Cesaro if we were bald, then no one would worry about keeping their hair. We'd yeah. be straight. Yeah, yeah. To look and, like and, riff, riffraff from Rocky Horrors. The, the, the and Adam, Adam Pierce as well. Very good. Very rocks the bald look very well, mm. actually, Adam Pierce. Handsome man. If you had to shave your head today completely bald, like stone cold bald, who would you be? Like, which famous person? Because I reckon... <laughs> what? I would... Because I'm just trying to picture who you would, who you would sort of resemble as a oh. bald person. I would be Matt Lucas, me, and that terrifies me. That's <laughs> me. Oh. That, that's what scares me. It's not that, it's not so much the being, it's the, you're right, it's the inability to grow a beard by the time I've got to shave it off. And that fills me with dread. I don't want to do that. But I can't grow a beard. See, you bald look like Matt Lucas is one thing. Because um, I think maybe if you're bald and you've got some bulk on you, you're all right. I'm worried I look like Gandhi. Because <laughs> there's just nothing on us. I'll lose two stone if I shave my head. And I need that. Oh, lad. So, oh man, Charles Gandhi. Flashbacks to the Amar- Amar- Is this the way to Amarillo? Music video. Was he Gandhi's on there? I'm sure Gandhi's on there. Give him a little, Gandhi? little Rick Flair. Oh, it's one of the things he did, I. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> he was a huge Peter K. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, I'll call retirement for you, Peter K. I love Phoenix Knights. Speaking of, there was the Scottish striker, was it Lyndon Dice? Lyndon, might have Lyndon, been? Lyndon, yeah, something like that. He, uh, he did a bit of an aid in English. He shaved his head between the first and second group games. Did you wow. notice this? No, it was weird. And they turned up, obviously, he'd only just shaved it that week, so the top of his head was pale. The rest of his face was really tanned. It was odd. Sorry, Matthew. Sorry, Cesaro did a thing. Oh, God, wrestling. Uh, uh, Rollins interrupts and says he didn't come here to fight, just to talk. And he says Cesaro doesn't deserve an ounce of respect. By that way, soon he deserved more respect. In contrast, Cesaro says he respects Seth as a competitor, but shoves him out of his chair. Well, I'm glad we just we stopped talking yeah. about hair shaving yeah. and what people are going to look like for that uh, thrown bit. It was the nicest put down in professional wrestling history. The way that Seth Rollins was saying it, I quite enjoyed his delivery here. I just came here to tell you to discuss me with a smile. Lovely. Great delivery there from Seth. <laughs> Great to have him on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> And then Roman faces Ray in the cell. Ray controls the majority of the match with the power of vengeance and various weapons. But Reigns comes back and takes control because he's the daddy. Roman power bombs Ray over the top rope into the cell wall, puts on a modified guillotine, and Ray submits. Jimmy comes down the ring to raise Roman's hand, but there's still no sign of Jay. Roman puts the guillotine on Ray again before wishing him a happy Father's Day then the show. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> A fantastic line from Michael Cole as well while that all was going on at the end there. He goes, uh, Roman Reigns' gene of destruction has come out. Oh. <laughs> nice. His gene of destruction has come out. <laughs> His gene of destruction. His apple bottom jeans that he wears <laughs> to smack down. Was that, sorry, was that Cole or McAfee? Cole. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. No, no, That's Matt, Pat would have said that his cervix of destiny <laughs> would have come out. <laughs> the cervix of destiny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to something Pat said a few weeks ago, by the way, because you're watching this. Yeah, they go, what? He's made Michael Cole so much more palatable. Michael Cole yeah. and Pat just seem to be having a great time commentating on the wrestling. Which oh, is there was weird. stunning at Hell in the Cell. We'll get that yeah. soon. Which is weird considering that 
McAfee hated Michael Cole and vice versa when oh, he was wearing the, the tuxedo shorts. shorts. Yeah, yeah. So now it seems like they've got over that. Imagine being Michael Cole for that, though. Because it wasn't the story that Michael Cole like complained about it to the higher-ups, and the higher-ups were like, oh, it's, it's fine, don't worry about it. Vince said, I'm hip, they're cool. <laughs> right. you imagine- I can't believe he's wearing shorts in the summer. It's like, like Fred, shut up. Fred Flintstone when he gets married, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about who John you Goodman are. John Goodman and the guy from the Full Monty. <laughs> It's all about who you are. Because if Michael Cole had turned up to WrestleMania in tuxedo shorts, I don't think Vince would have been all right with it. Vince would have wedged him. <laughs> Ripped the shorts in half. Cole should have done that just to see, all right, Vince, I'm wearing shorts. Michael, get those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're in the hell of the cell boat. Yeah. 13 minutes it was from the, the ring bell to the end of the show, which I think was the big issue here, but to be expected on a weekly SmackDown, I guess. But I enjoyed the little the story of it all with Ray getting the weapons involved and then running away. It's just incredible what Rey Mysterio can still do at the age of 72. Yeah. <laughs> He's an absolute freak. The, the big moment when he powerbombed him over the top was cool as well. Um, Dominic didn't save his dad, which is... Is he still He's injured dead. from being... Yeah, okay, He got right. killed, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got it. It's a bit hard. No, it's like the, he should have hit it as a ghost, like in a Shakespeare play. Yes. Ooh, distraction <laughs> finish. It's like Banquo. Yeah. <laughs> Get him, get the hologram back. A hologram of Dom, just oh. like Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose. Those were the days, oh. my friend. That's a couple of point for Richard to now put a montage of <laughs> hologram Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so yeah, that was SmackDown. AW Friday Night Dynamite, which Stephen Skoda's the super fan and lovely person extraordinaire pointed out. No, Matthew, they're not head to head. Friday Night Dynamite ends. Before Smack or whatever, they're not, they're not head to head. So, but I there's still there's still tactics involved. I would suggest though, like SmackDown might have burnt out everyone on wrestling with Hell in a Cell. Like throw them the biggest stipulation, then they won't care about Dynamite. You never know. I think that if they did that, they'd be very upset because they would have watched the Friday Night Dynamites and gone, oh, oh, they're not <sighs> doing a lot, are they? Right? Oh, yeah. it's a bit of a waste of a gimmick, they're wouldn't not, it? They're not doing a lot. The NBA playoffs will be over soon. We're in the semi-final stage now. Mm. However, they did whip out one big gimmick. Ayo. Jake Hager take on, take, uh, takes on Wardlow in an MMA cage fight. Wardlow passes out in the head and arm triangle while flipping the bird to Chris Jericho. Hager goes to shake Wardlow's hand after the match, but Sean Spears attacks Hager the start of Brawl. MJF arrives and attacks Jericho. Dino Malenko tries to break it up. Oh, so sorry. MJF attacks <laughs> him too. Dino Malenko. Yeah. Like Dino. Jericho would call him in 88. Yeah, Dino. <laughs> and finally, Sammy Guevara arrives to make the save. First of all, what do you think of the cage match? Crap. Kind of boring, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a shame to see Wardlow put in this situation because watching that, and I don't know anything about MMA. I don't watch MMA. I'm not a fan of MMA. It was just clear to me that it was one person who knew exactly what they were doing and Wardlow who didn't have a Scooby-Doo what he was doing. <laughs> and it was a shame to see Wardlow. Who, you know, he's got the look and everything about him. It's a shame to see him put in that sort of situation. It was nice to see him do a shoot Hurricane Runner, though. Shades of Total Divas Season 1 with uh, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did, this, did, this did absolutely nothing for me. Nothing at all. Yeah, same. I'm not against the odd MMA-inspired match. Like, Matthew, when you used to go over to Germany, did you ever go to the Ambition shoot-style oh, tournament? Did you? Well, they're, they're good. That's how you do it right, I think. Or like the Bloodsport events. But this was right. a bit too like kind of slow and plodding for me. It felt like a real kg intro to an mma fight and i don't want to see that in wrestling i want to see wrestling you know right. yeah uh, obviously yeah, yeah ambition 
back to the floor with this stuff, but the first half of it where it looked like, okay, how much your stuff, take time, so okay, fine. And then they started doing stuff like the greatest hits in UFC, like the Superman punch off the cage, and it just looked like, oh, this is just a match in a cage now, right? Okay. And I think, yeah, you're right. If you're going to do it, you have to do it ambition, blood sports style, and keep it like what it is. It would have been magnificent. But you're right. Hagen knew what to do. Wardlow didn't. So this did no favors to him. And it was like watching Nick Cage versus Timothy Thatcher at Bloodsport. We're like, oh, on paper, like this is going to be so good. The brawler versus the grappler. Uh, Nick can't wrestle like that at all. Okay. He, he, he can't. And in my head, he's like, yeah, he'll do all that stuff. He got taught at wrestling school. I'm like, oh, yeah, he got, about didn't, that. Didn't Arquette take him down? Yeah. When he when he when he kind of freaked out because he cut him, I think yeah. Arquette just instinctively just takes him down. I was yeah. like, collegiate takedown. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nick like, what was that? <laughs> so it just yeah, it just wasn't what you think or hope it would be. But and then they didn't have a brawl between the Pinnacle and blah, 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 the last six weeks. And Dino, they've done so much stuff now that Dino got taken down, <laughs> and all it all it had was Jim Ross going, "Oh God, Dean took a bump." Dumb. <laughs> So, Jim, no, Jim, Jim, I don't know if it was Jim, but one of them showered a 60-year-old man with Parkinson's disease. How oh, could no. you? Oh, no. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Don't shout that. But then was it moved it? on. It was like it should have been a much bigger thing, but they've got so much stuff happening. It was like, oh, Dino fell over. Oh, I, I, awesome. thought that, I thought that call made it feel like quite monumental. Like, how could you do that to a 60-year-old man with Parkinson's I think it should well, be like a pose, enough, like, Dean, my friend. Oh, no, the history. But it was almost like in the background. It should be how... in the foreground. Are we all right with... I think I'm all right with it, but just checking. Because... No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Malenko and Jericho were like arch rivals. But later on in wrestling, sometimes that can become like a friendship when they brought along for like a Legends angle or whatever. Are we all right with that? I feel like Malenko and Jericho should be rivals forever. I don't it's know. been 30 years. Okay, all right, fair enough. But when Jim and Rock, Jim and, Rock and Triple H both came back to Raw backstage... And they just had a, like a face-off, and Stephanie was like, oh, you two. I was like, nah, they should hate each other forever. It's only right. I don't know. I reckon Chris Jericho just realises he got bested with the whole... Was it Cyclope? I oh, that's a fantastic angle. Yeah, yeah Cyclope. He got bested there, so he's just given up. I love that match for um, the Battle Royal beforehand. Jericho's doing the ring announcements. Yes. They're so funny. He's like, Silver King, if he gets two more wins, he'll upgrade to Golden King. <laughs> <laughs> What's it there, Martin Gennetti? He's going to rock, 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 never stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> when he, one, of them, one of them is Villano 4, I think. And he goes, and finally, Villano. And then he drops to one knee and goes, 4! <laughs> it's so good. Was it Lenny Lane? <laughs> Lenny Lane, who still has my Liverboy tape. Give that back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Darby Allen faces Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in a handicap match. He loses. Darby yes. Allen is as stupid as Sting, if not more so. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, he said they, they challenged him. You could you can team up and have another match, but it's going to be you team up with anybody but Sting. And so Darby went, all right, I'll, I'll just team up with myself then. Yeah. You are dumb, Darby. <laughs> Dumby Allen. <laughs> He's not that dumb, though, because he brought the zip ties in. And I think there should be more zip ties in professional wrestling, which is quite a sinister sentence upon hearing that come out of my mouth. But within the context of this matchup, I thought it was a nice little detail. Yeah, yeah this is fine. This is another angle that's carrying on. Orange Cassidy takes on oh, Cesar Bononi. Hoss, There's a toss. Lot of- Hoss, toss. 
That was my toss. the note I've got written down there. Oh, good. Who shot you, you might have forgotten him. It was when he uh, he must have yeeted him over the top rope or something. I can't remember exactly what happened. It, yeah, when he went down to the outside and then they started putting makeup on him and stuff and uh-huh. hairspray and stuff like that. Yeah, one of the commentators called that a hoss toss, which okay. I quite liked. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, is a big Jim Ross, but hey, hey, don't toss the hoss or whatever. That's <laughs> some catchphrase. There's a lot of silly interference from Bononi's pals, but the best friends finally get involved to help Cassidy with his comeback. Cassidy wins. Yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't the best. It was another thing that happened. Is Subanoni's mates there? Just a, that's Ryan Nemeth, and is it JD Drake? JD Drake, yeah. JD Drake, yes. Ryan Nemeth and Cesar Bononi, I can see as this pretty boy thing, but JD Drake's like the very opposite. He's like a southern. He's like Arn Anderson. That's yeah, but he's the he's, joke. Yeah, that's the joke. And he's okay. losing weight. He's losing a lot of weight to become a pretty boy. I don't know if we saw the the transformation pictures, but it's inspirational. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Another stable to care about. Hmm. Kenny Omega confronts Jungle Boy backstage. Michael Nakazawa cheap shots him from behind, but Jungle Boy fights back so the bad guys escape on a golf cart. And Kenny Omega quotes, uh, oh, is it Dr. Claw? Or he, whatever, whatever, the bad guy from Inspector Gadget. I'll get you next week, Jungle Boy. Yeah. See, I'm all right with Kenny Omega purposely playing a prat. But then, like at the pay-per-view, Kenny Omega comes out and the crowd like, Yay, Kenny Omega! I'm like... I feel like I don't want my prestigious, unbeatable, multiple promotion world champion to be like a Saturday morning cartoon villain. I know that it's Kenny Omega and he is a Saturday morning cartoon villain, though. It's just sometimes I feel like it's a bit too wacky for me sometimes. I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette or anything, you know? I don't know. Bloody nerds. Right, that's yeah. No, I'm, that's I'm, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying Kenny Omega, me. Okay, I'm enjoying. It. I like I like his his knuckle sandwiches and his he's all up in that ass to quote and what he was saying during that promo there. I'm enjoying those little those little bits. Sixty nine, me Don, etc. etc. Oh yeah, that was weird. That one. Yeah, yeah. Matt it's Hardy all... and his stable lock Christian Cage in a cage <laughs> or behind a fence, maybe. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was. No, I don't know what I'd call I, that. I I was it. Uh, it was the WrestleMania. That... The WrestleMania X7 yeah. backstage area. <laughs> yes, it was. That's what I was going to go my favourite reference. When it took, what, uh, Big Show 20 seconds to set up the lock to yes. keep Kane out, and then Kane three seconds to take it down. <laughs> Matt tells Christian he should retire again, and Matt will even pay for him, pay for it if he accepts. He'll pay for the retirement. Mm-hmm. Right. Matt warns Christian that if he keeps coming after him, he'll put him on the shelf permanently. Permanently. <laughs> Permanently. Permanently. I, I gave that all the effort it deserved. Um, yeah, my hiding Christian a few. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cool. Can we get Bubba Ray Dudley involved at least if we're going to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Or Devon Dudley, and you can go, look, and people stop reporting stuff that I say. <laughs> yeah. <Remember laughs> what did he say again? He said he was gay. Yeah, the way he was, he said people had. Some reports, allegedly, had reported that he was allegedly um, a lot more ill or physically uh, unhealthy than what he was making out to be. For he did that, he made that one appearance on Raw, and he said, "Oh, these dirt sheets—they say this, they say that. Oh, I came out of the closet a week ago, where no one talked about that, and then a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of websites reported that he was gay for real, because <laughs> the source was, of course, Devon Dudley. So it was just, yeah. Anyway." God, I remember that was I was streaming 
uh, Earthbound at the time, and I was just I, I couldn't play because I was too busy laughing. <laughs> Cody Rhodes and Brock Anderson beat QT Marshall and Aaron Solo with Brock getting the pinfall. Um, yeah, so the feud right now is Cody Rhodes versus um, the Apple Boys, and now we have Brock Anderson getting inserted because I guess we just need stuff happening at all times. I'm on QT's side. He's right what he said last week. He said that nepotism is ruling Cody, the Nightmare family. And it is. He's got Brock Anderson in. And Brock Anderson, which we speculated would happen last week, didn't even have the decency to turn on a Rhodes. I don't know. What a greenhorn. Yeah, it's pathetic. I thought <laughs> Brock Anderson, at the grand old age of 23, which apparently is in real life, was absolutely fantastic. I would say Brock Anderson puts the fun in fundamentals. Oh! professional wrestling. God. Textbook stuff. His DDT was great, all that stuff. But then you've got QT Marshall, who puts the shall into, shall I change the channel right now? Because I'm <laughs> sick of seeing QT Marshall. Sick of him. I know that's the point, but I'm sick of him. He's naff. He's rubbish. Get him off. Terrible. Oh. Boo. <laughs> One of the best angles they did with Marshall's like pre-taped stuff, he was all serious. And it's like, oh, this might actually go places then. I like this. It's just all gone down the toilet since then, where it's like Marshall's just like an, an even bigger Egypt or a Doylem or some other North London phrase that we're not going to say again. He's like, he's like if, Kenny two, Omega. If, if Alan and... Um, Charlie of Two and a Half Men became one person, isn't he? He's got the fashion sh- fashion sense of Charlie, but he's more like Alan, isn't he? I've never really watched Two and a Half Men. I used to flick it on back in the day. Fair enough. I like the theme tune, men, which I'm not going to sing now. Men, oh, men, I don't know. Men, I don't know if we're allowed. I'm oh, go oh, I God. I talked would, over it. It's fine. Our deep voices could get caught there. Oh, that's I'll be all right. My baritone. Uh, Gerard does a sit-down interview with Andrade. Uh, who says he's here to win titles. He says that he aligned with Vicky Guerrero because they have a great connection, both being part of big wrestling families. He tells us they have a surprise in store. Ooh. Debuting it, surely. Got to be someone debuting. Ooh. Who could it be? Out of a debut to set up another debut. Braun well, Strowman, because they've got a wonderful connection. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, because they're from a wrestling family, because you had that kid. Well, Zelina Vega would uh, oh, oh, yeah. make sense. Oh, oh yeah. yes. But then what's the point of Vicky? She's the mouthpiece for Andrade. Many people have said that over the years. No, not what's the point of Vicky. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's what Eddie actually shouted up the ladder. What's the point of... No, he didn't. Yeah. I enjoyed the way Andrade spoke here, though. He's very, like, sort of... I got vibes of Captain Jack Sparrow. He's a smooth but man. Cap- he was like, ah, oh, I'm Andrade. Oh. <laughs> as Cap- as Captain very- Jack Sparrow. <laughs> He was he was very sort of like very cocky, very sassy, very like oh, very is fay the word? Very fay, is fay the word? What I've never heard that word. No, the yeah, name. I don't know if fay. Am I thinking of Got something back else? The dictionary fay. Fay from of, steps. Yeah, he was a bit of a work shy fop, wasn't he? Ha. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Fay, giving an impression of vague unworldliness or mystery. Oh, no, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. Very fair. Very fair. I don't think that's what I was looking for. I think I was thinking of a different word anyway. Mm. I like that though, fay. I think that's more of like a like a Dungeons and Dragons term, isn't it? Like the fay realm. So I, th- I think I'm totally off. <laughs> off the. Uh, sorry, Matthew, carry on. Sorry. No, I'm... you're doing good, Jell. I was a little bit wrong. <laughs> Andra... Fay. Fay. 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> Andre. <laughs> I called last week. <laughs> Speaking of words, Penelope Ford beats <laughs> Julia Hart. Uh, no relation. And keeps a submission locked in after the bell. So the Varsity Blondes run in to save her. Miro runs in too and gets in a brawl with Brian Pillman Jr. Can you address him properly, please, Matthew? Oh, it says Brain Pillman Jr. here. No, 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 no. no. That's not what I was referencing. I want no. you to address Oh, Mew? sorry. I thought that was a pun I'd missed out on. That's address. why I said. Oh, no. Jack's just drawn off the typo. I thought that's Ross Ben. I'm sorry. No, no. Address Miro properly. Oh. He's God's favorite champion. God's oh. favorite champion. <laughs> like, thank God for the ability to beat up people. Oh. Oh, that's he, so called, good. he called himself God's favorite champion on the way down. <laughs> but I was shocked at how little uh, Julia did. I think that was the first match she's had, is it, on, on Dynamite? I think that's the first time I've seen her do the wrestling. If you're in wrestling, I'd, I'm assuming it's her real name because why would you choose the name Hart? It must be a real name, mustn't it? Yeah. Do you reckon she's got Wikipedia at this earliest early stage in her career? I'm not sure. Wasn't was getting... Bret Hart's first wife called Julia? Or was that Julie? Julie. A Julie. And we know that wow. because he kept on complaining about her in his book. <laughs> the point where it's become a meme. One of the many yeah. Bret Hart oh book memes. Oh, my God. Oh, my what? God. Her birthday is November the 9th, 2001. Oh, get out, Julie. Yeah. Julie. Her, her real Julia. name is Julia, according Julia. to Wikipedia. But yeah, I'm surprised that they've got this name, but I guess it's it's like me going, what? And Anderson's team up for Roads? Only little mm. people care. <laughs> Julia, sorry, not Julia. Julie Hart is the one who tells off Triple H on Wrestling with Shadows, isn't she? You in knew about this, Hunter. Yeah, and he's like, I swear to God, swear, swear to God. Yeah. HBK, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then years later, I didn't know something. I was just going <laughs> Julie. That's, that's a very convincing HBK. So, yeah, that all happened. And in the main event, Matt Jackson teams up with the Good Brothers to take on Eddie Kingston, Penta, and Frankie Kazarian. The bad guys win after Nick Jackson sprays Penta's eyes. Uh-huh. Like the action. Just just a match. That was just damn. an ep- they're all right, still, they're kind still, of episode of Dynamite. They're still not explained that Rick Knox has been paid off by the Young Bucks on being the elite, which is a thing that has happened, but the commentators still don't know. And if you don't mention that, it's still making Rick Knox, Rick Knox look like a terrible referee, and I don't understand it at all. I don't know why they did that. Like... Again, I'll say this again because I said a lot a few podcasts ago. They said ages ago that there's relaxed rules because so many of the indie tag teams they've got wouldn't be able to do a proper normal WWE style tag team, and especially with the lucha dudes as well. With the yeah, whatever, don't 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 do that five second thing. That ain't gonna work here. But then they went, oh no, Rick Knox is being paid off, and what I assume was just a little joke on being the elite. But now because that was more recent than the thing they did years ago, I think some people are like no, that is that that's kayfabe, right? And that's one of the worst things about AEW. Like, can you say something for seriously and make sure that that we all get that and understand that? Yeah, because I got I got put right on a video. Where I was like, "Oh, Rick Knox is just a terrible referee," and people were like, "No, no." If you watch Being the Elite, Ross, which I don't, um, you would see him get paid off. But but are uh, things in Being the Elite canon? Yeah, but are I thought they... that was a joke. Yeah, same. I, is that I not a joke? Know. It's Being the Elite. It's not. Yeah, well, the, fan, the, fan, the fan base, the fan base of both being elite and AW are not taking those little things as jokes. They're taking them serial. Okay. So it's supposed to be real, that it, but but they don't mention it on Dynamite. That Rick, oh, forget this, you know. Cancel <laughs> being the, the elite. The algorithm. <laughs> are you serial? I'm serial. <laughs> super, super serial. <gasps> oh. Would you mention that? Um, 
that weird promo that Vicky Guerrero did backstage where they've now set up as Britt Baker, by the way, who is still the women's champion. She's now yes. going to have a tag team match with Rebel taking on the team of Vicky and Nyla. Yeah. Because Tony Khan owed Vicky a favour because she brought Andrade El Idolo into AEW. <clears throat> Yeah, Andrew. And that favor was not to get a title shot for Nyla. It was to get Vicky in a tag team match, <laughs> which is not a wrestler. Ooh. She's going to win at WrestleMania. Oh, God. I believe. Gosh. I think, yeah, yeah she, she won the match for her team. Yeah, she had the tadpole splash. Yes, she did. Oh. That was going to be a frog splash. They played it for laughs. It should have been a nice moment, that. Hitting no, a... she, she was a bad person. Oh, Yeah. But she hit her husband's moving that. Ah, oh, never mind. Again, wrestling's weird, isn't it? Re- yeah. Referees being paid off and not being paid off. Oh, the widow won the greatest wrestler of all time. Boo! <laughs> but you know what? That was just the prelude to Hell in a Cell. But the second set of Hell in a Cell matches this week. Uh, pre-show Natalia beats Mandy Rose. Any thoughts? Didn't no, see it. I saw it. I saw it. It was quite. Um, yeah, I've got. It was quite mat worky and quite grapply. And then Natalia remembered that she is a heart and one with a sharpshooter. So, yeah. That's one Not thing like I saw. Like that other heart on Dynamite. No. Ah, no. That's the one thing I saw on the timeline. People saying it was like a proper hard hitting matchup. Um, Kapow, forearm. Kapow, elbow. I, I might not have been paying much attention, but I would have described it as more of a technical affair. But maybe there was a striking bit that I didn't pay much attention to. Oh, very fey. Mm. No, I don't know if fey was the right word. I'm it was sure. a very fey match, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was rife with elven power. <laughs> that's, I think that's what fey means. Anyway. Wow. I know, very Lord of the Ringsy. Yes. From what, from what I read just before. It sounds it. Thank you. Mm. Bank Belair beats Bailey in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the SmackDown Women's title. The finish of this match was oh, sick. It the KOD on my chest. Oh yes! Oh yes! Not my head. But yeah, I thought this was a good match. That wasn't necessarily a good Hell in a Cell match because right. there's so many of the bleeding things nowadays that some of these matches end up being good matches that happen to be in a cell mm-hmm. rather than a very good Hell in a Cell match. And this was one of them. I don't think it was as good as uh, a Bailey's last Hell in a Cell match, but that was like sweet. But this was good enough for me. Yeah. I thought it was quite innovative in places with the little bit where she did the flipping bomb thing onto the side of the cage and then the stuff with the kendo sticks. And as we said about the finish there, there was quite a lot to like in this matchup, I did, I did think. When she got the kendo sticks out and Michael Cole went, it's two kendo sticks taped together. Was that too early or were those... Because you know she got them out when they were taped together lengthways. But were the first two, I'm guessing... Taped together thickness wise. No, and it was just it was one kendo stick, but Michael so Cole just two, yeah. jumped the gun. He just thought and that's then, what's coming she, up. Yeah, and then yeah. she got the two. Yeah, and that's Cause... why Bailey yelled, "Shut up, Michael!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is weird though, because obviously going off WrestleMania, and there was another match since then where there was a finish where Michael Cole called it wrong. It must be clear <laughs> that Michael Cole is one of those commentators who just doesn't want to know what's going to happen. So, seeing that he presumably did know what was going to happen in this match, maybe they've told him. We can't have any more of this, Michael. No more that Sasha Banks and Bianca finish at WrestleMania and that other one. I can't Maybe. remember which one it was yeah. since then. So, yeah. Maybe it's How that. weird. Yeah. I think you should, Michael Cole should just get it wrong every week. <laughs> no, because he's being good at the minute. I like Michael Cole and Pat. Fantastic yeah. on commentary. Pat, Pat's been the, the ginger beer to spruce up Michael Cole. Uh, Seth Rollins beats Cesaro with a roll-up. Says here, poor Cesaro. I thought the... Match quality was all right, but yeah. it just feels like we're going two steps back, considering yeah. where Cesaro was. 
we already did this thing at WrestleMania. It was a cheeky roll-up rather than anything cool or whatever. And so we're just back to doing Rollins versus Cesaro, I guess. Yeah, quite a cool right. roller. I oh, guess. Well, well, Bel- yeah. Belonged on SmackDown, this match for me. I didn't, didn't feel like a pay-per-view affair, mm. which is harsh to say when you've got two stalwarts of the squared circle in there like Seth yeah. Rollins and Cesaro. But uh, yeah, it was a, a bit underwhelming, but all the same, quite pleasant. It was a, I thought it was a good match, but it's just sad, sad booking, isn't it? It's like yeah. a slice of buttered toast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Alexa Bliss beat... Here we go. Alexa Bliss beat Shayna Baszler whilst also showing off her new hypnotism powers <laughs> at one stage getting Nia Jax to hit Reginald. It'd be great if Nia Jax just says, I wasn't hypnotised. I'm just sick of Reggie. <laughs> no, Nia loves Reggie now. As we'll oh, say on Raw. As we'll say on Raw, yeah. Yeah. That boy, I love the boy, you, the, Reggie. Honestly, they're boyfriend and girlfriend, aren't they? Or maybe just F buddies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's right, isn't it? Are they? I it is. I was just surprised that you say it. Like. I, thought, <laughs> I saw it more as like she sees him as like a cute little friend, but are they actually kayfabe? Oh, no, I think, I think whether Reggie wants to or not, he's in a relationship with Nia Jackson, kayfabe at the moment. Oh, that's troublesome. Whether he wants to or not. Trouble, yeah, don't, don't say it like that. <laughs> so what do you think of the match? Um, to, be, to be honest with you lads going just simply off what we've seen beforehand I did not mind the hypnotism at all I thought it was fine <laughs> I like Alexa Bliss during the match was more aggressive and doing more moves and doing a bit more just hard hitting stuff and I like that I like that I like that character shift while she was doing the wrestling inside the squared circle but the hypnotism I don't mind it just based off what we've seen before it could have been a lot worse um, but oh. it just it just leave you asking the question why didn't she do it just at the start of the match and save herself a lot of work I did mind the hypnotism, and I'll tell you why. Shane is not good at selling attempted hypnotism. <laughs> she kept going like, like Shane had hay fever is what it was like. She was like about to sneeze. She kept looking away and like doing that. I think if Shane had got the selling of the hypnotism down, then maybe I would have liked this match. You sell more. the hypnotism very well. Yeah. Help! I'm being hypnotized. Oh. <laughs> yelled. But Naya's selling of the hypnotism spot on. So, you know. So what can we deduce from that, then? That is a better wrestler than Shayna Baszler, <laughs> I think, is what we can tell you. You heard it here, folks. Folks. You heard, heard it here, here folks. Jury sure, way Fuchs. It's almost like a fjord. You heard fjord. it here, fjord in rivers. <laughs> in the fjord. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, Sami Zayn beats a weakened Kevin Owens. After Kev was attacked by Commander Aziz on SmackDown. His little Another nail. odd one where these two could have a great match in their sleep, but the emphasis was on Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews doing all the damage. And then Sami Zayn getting a clean victory over Kevin Owens because he was battered like a cod dinner. And then Kevin Owens tweeted that he's taking some time off. There was a bit in this match... And I enjoyed it because, you, you know, it's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, but it was just another Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens match. But there was a bit where they just started actually punching each other. <laughs> I like that. I think that... I feel like one of them might have caught the other one a bit hard and the other one was like, all right then. And they just went back and forth a bit. And then Kevin Owens won because Sami Zayn got a bust lip. The Canadians, that's how they say hello. Yeah. I like, I like the fact that Sami Zayn won, just based off yeah. what happened on SmackDown, because, you know, years gone by, that what happened on SmackDown would have been ignored come the pay-per-view, so I like the fact it wasn't. Mm. Sequential. Is that the right word? That is exactly yeah. the word, Ross. It's very fey. Very fey, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, 
Rhea Ripley gets herself DQ'd against Charlotte Flair by oh. hitting her with the cover of the announce table. Charlotte says that oh. she's... Charlotte does... What's the thing we always say about Charlotte, Jack? She does the Triple H. Oh, yeah. You go, Good you one, got kid. You know. I, think it, I think that might be Ross who... I don't know if that's my bit or if that's Ross's, actually. Oh, I was associated with you. Someone's. Sorry, sorry if it was you, Ross. You can, you can have it if you want. I, I, I don't even think it was me. Was it? it might be a collective podcast bit. Yeah. Good yeah. one, kid. Yeah. I'm proud of you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a weird one, guys. Uh, like a lot of the show, the match was fine. It was all right. A lot of people seem to take a lot of issue with Charlotte Flair doing some kicks and having a bit of a raggy. And like, ha ha, she's missing kicks. I'm like, I wasn't that bothered about it. They were, if you they... if you cut some stuff out, it can be quite... Uh, What's a word for powerful um, in a bad way? It's very it's a in a, a bad way to take something out of context like that because in the match it looks fine, but if you take that bit out and put it on Twitter, ha <laughs> she's punching ghosts. The kicks were weird because they were worked kicks to the air though. She was stomping with the other blind foot. rage. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I guess. But so I like mean, Jack, she's like, I'm mad with anger. Sorry. The next night on Raw. In a normal singles match, Randy Orton put somebody through the announce table and it wasn't a DQ. Yeah. So how can this one be a DQ? Referee's discretion, my bumhole. No, no, she... Rick, Rick Knox got paid off on uh, <laughs> Hell in a Cell kickoff. But no, she got hit with a bit of it. I mean, it's a rotten finish. I know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to defend this. She but flipped If it. you get hit with a bit of it, if you pull that's back. a DQ. <laughs> But if you put someone on or through it during the match, that's fine most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Bollocks. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. No, 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 he's on NXT. <laughs> so the this was this is just the first match of a few, so we're going to have a rotten finish. And I kind of like Rhea, Rhea going, yeah, I did it before you did it to me, which is all right, but... Eh, the bill, because I was out, because... Heading into the match, I thought that Rhea Ripley was the, the de facto baby face. But then, obviously, the Thunderdome man was piping in the booze at the end there, deservedly so, because she cheated to keep her title then. No good. Thunderdome.exe was just booing the finish. <laughs> Boo. Like, no, no, come on, program. Even the program was rebelling and going, but that doesn't make any sense. Randy Orton does table spots every... Shut up! Shut up! Bobby Lashley retains the WWE title against Drew McIntyre inside Hell in a Cell. He does so with a roll-up. Good week for roll-ups. Against, uh, sorry, after MVP grabs Drew's legs for the distraction. I like yeah. this match. I like these two beating the hell out of each other. And I don't actually mind the roll-up. And a lot of people like, I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, sorry, the distraction finish. Because they're going on the road soon. Last time Drew was in front of a crowd... Bobby Lashley was getting as many cheers as Drew was getting, if not maybe more so towards the finish when he won at WrestleMania. They need to do something to make Lashley a bad person and be booed and Drew to be cheered. So I was all for this. It was kind of all undone the next night on Raw anyway, but at least it this makes sense in the long run. It's like, oh, we want Drew to be cheered. Uh, we'll screw him over at Hell in a Cell. That's fine. They, they tried, they've tried so much, though, to get Lashley booed. Like They took the Hurt business away because they were too popular and good. And then they made him really cowardly in the build-up to WrestleMania where he put a bounty out on Drew McIntyre. That didn't work. So yeah, now that didn't work because given... only a few weeks before that, he, he beat Miz. So it's like, yeah! yeah. He's like, no, 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 yeah. this was on the reaction we wanted. 
Then, now he's got the lovely ladies. They try to make him into like a Ric Flair sort of. Oh yeah, we we hate lovely ladies, don't we? Boo. Well, I do. But you know, oh yeah, you do. But that's just I hate lovely ladies. Why do I wish I'd never introduced the term for these women as lovely ladies? <laughs> it's really awful. Where's that from, lovely ladies? I thought it was Father it's Ted. From something, yeah. That they all have lovely bottoms in Father. Is it Ted, Kevin is and that? Perry? Might be. Lovely ladies. Yeah. Oh, I was so doing Father Ted, but it's like he's trying not to be sexist. He goes, "Wow, he's got the lovely bottom." Oh, and he obviously panics. Goes, "No, no, but they've all got lovely bottoms." <laughs> <laughs> Someone compared so, me yeah. to Kevin or Perry the, the other oh. week, and I can't remember who it was. It's got to be Kevin, surely. I was, I'd, yeah. I'd hope so, but I'm, I don't know. for jam sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Miss Patterson. Go on yeah. Ibiza with your mum and dad. <laughs> on the green list now, Wayne Lineker. Hey! <laughs> oh! oh! I watched a video of a day in the life of Wayne Lineker the other day once that news hit, just to what see a, what he lives what, like. What's a day in the life of Wayne Lineker, Wayne Lineker like? Uh... So I went through the video. He he lives in a hotel when he's in Ibiza. He stays there for five months. He lives in a hotel. Uh, he has the same breakfast every day, which is uh, ham and cheese omelette. Uh, and he drinks, like, health juices and stuff. Then he takes the bloke doing the video to his car. Bull and he's semen. Like, <laughs> then he takes the bullies the bull- <laughs> oh, no. then he takes the young whippersnapper it's a boy doing the video to his car he's like come on let's go for a drive they get to his car and he goes oh this is embarrassing I forgot about this the car's got a sickle down the side and Wayne Lineker says and I quote yeah I took some girl out the other night for drinks and she was sick down the side of my car I was like oh god Wayne that's a bit grim. And then he spends the rest of the video like at his club taking pictures with club goers. That's a day in the life of Wayne Lineker. Creepy. You know, you know, yeah, he's a very creepy man. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly so. But the the hell he's, the cell match the... I really enjoyed. In a way, Wayne Lineker is a great success story because he left high school. At, he made a big point. I left high school at the age of 14, worked on my family's fruit and veg stand, had my own business and thrived and all that. He doesn't mention partly down to the fact that his brother was one of the greatest English strikers of all time and probably helped quite a bit, but you know. Mm. I like that he's the Julia Hart mm. to Gary Nicker's Julie Hart. <laughs> yes. It's the evil version, but so, somehow still likeable. Mm, so yeah, say. the other highlight yeah, the other highlight of this match uh, was Drew getting put through a table by Bobby Lashley and some mysterious hands who live under the ring. Getting oh, pushed yes. some table bits out. Kevin, I wonder Dunn. why this was. Was it a was it something to do maybe possibly with a crash pad being landed on and then getting taken in the ring and then put back out? Would you rather he took a bump straight on the floor, Matthew? Eh? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. Rather fifty year old man take a oh, hell of So great. I didn't mind that. It's just Kevin Dunn in it. Kevin Dunn made a little a little whoopsie going mm. to the wrong camera too quickly or whatever. I guess. I guess that's who yeah. we should blame. Yeah, I don't mind them doing crash pads in these pre. Film, please, yeah. please, whatever thing. If you get away with it, fine. Yeah. It's just when they don't get it, the master of production himself, Kevin Dunn, had to go longer than half a second while cutting to the wrong camera. Bless him. Things look better when the camera doesn't cut during the move. I don't get it. Looks 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 more impactful as well. Yeah, I think that might be the issue because I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. One of the people who was involved oh. in the world of the world of sport reboot told me because ITV's um, 
shooting of that show took the biscuit, so it did, in terms of in comparison to what WWE do in terms of cuts. Um, but they did it because it was on at a certain time of the day where kids might see it. So the camera cuts constantly during the moves, stops the kids working out how to do the moves. That's okay. the thing behind it. So there we go. Kids shall leave kids, that without comment. Stop watching wrestling, kids. You're ruining it for the adults. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be good if they like what's we'll that watching classic world of sport. We're all doing like Texas clover leaves to each other on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, the half Nelson. <laughs> like what Steve Austin does. So yeah, that was Hell in the Cell. A weird pay per view where there were some good matches, but the booking was all over the place. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, yeah. just carrying on feuds that were like, all right, this is just part two of many. That, that's what I felt. It was just like, this is the pay-per-view we've been contractually obliged to put on, but we're waiting until fans get back in the arena before we do anything monumental. Yeah, yeah. Hell in the Cell is now a midway point and not the finishing line. Uh, Monday Night Raw, though, which I thought was actually better than usual. Can I, try, week... can I try a oh, sentence on you, lads? Oh, go on. Monday Night Raw this week or this weekend, you know, Friday to Monday, was better than Dynamite. Let's have a look. I think you might have something there, Ross. But when have you ever been able to say that before? That's a question. That, if there was ever a time to be better than Dynamite, it's during the Friday night Dynamite thing. So, yeah, let's have a look. Lashley and MVP are in the ring with the lovely ladies. Oh, it's already, it's already a point ahead of Dynamite. And MVP wants to make a toast to Lashley's win. New Day interrupt and throw actual toast in the ring. And God help me, I didn't realize that that was the joke until Jack sent me the notes last night. Oh. I, oh, that's why they were throwing... Right. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Lashley isn't worried about Kofi, who challenged him to a title match at Money in the Bank. Lashley accepts, but wants to face Xavier Woods tonight. Woods agrees, but it'll take place inside hell in a cell, which is lost all the time. Ah! That's yeah. what Bobby Lashley did. He did. He did do that. <laughs> so Just that like was two better than... Uh, who's the comparative then? So if the champ... Then is Kenny Omega. Yes, this was a better promo than Kenny Omega. Yep. Um, 
Xavier Woods' promo was sensational. Yes, he wrote. He Once he started being the way, he was silly, and then he was serious. Can't the remember. way he kept telling like MVP and uh, Lashley to shut up was an extra bit of spaz on it. I tell you all, a bit yeah. of spaz. It was uh, calling them toxic and their mentality and old and meatheads and stuff. It was all very, all very good stuff. Said he was a Renaissance man. Take that Undertaker with your your video game bashing. I was going to say this is the this is Woods standing up for the modern day locker room. I was going to say nerds, but nice lads. Woods is standing up for nice locker rooms, and I think that's a good thing. I hope he yeah. wins. Yeah, Xavier Woods is who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. So. <laughs> AJ Styles were in the Viking Raiders backstage and mocks them. It's always funny when AJ Styles mocks someone that really Slap, strong accent. Slaps the turkey leg out of there. Hey, raiding any good Vikings lately? <laughs> <laughs> he heads up to the ring for a the Bank qualifier match against Ricochet, but loses. After yes. the Raiders distracted this by attacking night- almost at ringside. Just this in case a- you missed that, sorry if you didn't miss, miss Raw, we have to say it again. Ricochet beat AJ Styles. This was a night of shocks, I've got to say. It was a night of shocks. But then you take a step back, lads, and you think, sure, the tag team champion should not be booked in that situation to begin with because the tag team champion should be defending his tag team championships. Not in the Money in the Bank last yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just a shame that Ricochet doesn't... He can't make you care in WWE with his, his talking. Because the wrestling's sensational, but when he's talking, I, I nearly fall asleep. Yeah. Can faces have can faces have managers, and it's not cheesy? Yes. Then he needs a manager. Yeah, get Jimmy Hart on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Megaphone. Here we go, guys. Yeah, it's Ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> Do the flip. That'll get him over. Everyone loves yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So good I, I can only because oh, of the time that he was at his peak, I can only imagine Jimmy Hart. On the wrong side, on the hard cam side of the ring, cheering on people. I can only imagine managers in that yeah. position. Rest of you, you've watched WrestleMania one recently. Not only is there like a manager for every wrestler, but half of them stand in fr- in front of the action. It's so good. Oh, good times. So, yeah, Ricochet advances in the Money in the Bank qualifier. Eva Marie explains that she caught a cold last week, which means like that vaccine. Oh, no, wrestlers don't believe in them. And she went and to work. I know. I know. Reckless. Was. And she had to find a replacement for her match. So she introduces the unknown mystery debuting wrestler as Dewdrop, uh, who doesn't look pleased. Fantastic. She's like, no, oh, that's not my name. She, she works towards that. Goes, no, no, my name's Piper. Shut up, Dewdrop. And they face Asuka and Naomi in a tag match for the Money in the Bank qualifier because there's not that many women. Uh, Asuka and Naomi win when Dewdrop jumps down off the apron and abandons Dude. Eva Marie. They already can't coexist because Eva Marie kept on wanting a tag when the opponent was down yeah. and made, made Dewdrop do all the work. I was all right when it, it's been shown on TV now, like, your name is Dewdrop, and they go, oh, that is a stupid name. It's a stupid name that's supposed to be stupid. But I don't think that's as stupid as them pretending that. Who is this mysterious person? Who Who is she? It's only if there's like a, a network to show her stuff on. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. I think that Dewdrop is stupid. That's I don't the think point. the I don't think the woman herself yeah, is well stupid. Done. But I that's think the... that no, no, I think the woman herself in character is is an idiot and a fool. Oh, because she had a chance to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match, and she sabotaged it herself. You got to grit your teeth and just get through that first match. Then you can batter Eva Marie in the Money in the Bank ladder match. 
Something's oh. wrong with my cadence today. I don't know what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hardy there. So I was going to say yeah. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> or a YouTube title with a capital letters in one. We do that as well, to be fair. Dewdrop did this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was great, mate. Because obviously, when it, it all, it's 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 the bloody Twitter, isn't it? Twitter ruins wrestling because we all see that. Oh, do we, was it Sean Ross Sapp going? I've heard the they're going to call Piper Niven Dewdrop. Then was going. Oh my God! How can they think that's a great idea? And just that sort of conditioning makes people not watch, I guess, and not see the full storyline. And in storyline, it, it makes sense. Even me going, oh, I'm, you're, I'm better than you. You're I'm, you're my lackey. You're Dewdrop. And then Piper getting frustrated and turning on her already. I'm seeing it as as. Monday Night Raw's 2021 version of the Nightmare Collective. Okay. It started. It wasn't going to work. They're getting rid of it as quick as they can. I, I quite like it. Fair enough. Justice I, for I, too, too, I can't see your Mel. point, though, Jack. Justice for Mel, though. Where's Mel? From the Nightmare... Matthew, do you remember Mel? What? No. Remember Mel, Mel from the Nightmare Collective? C or B. Mel. Um. <laughs> she was the one with the short hair. She got shaved by... She has, like, shaven head. Awesome Kong. ...to join the Nightmare Collective. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah! I forgot about that until you said it. Yeah, what happened with that? Yeah, I want to see Mel back. Question. Have you ever seen Mel and Luther in the same place at the same time? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I haven't. That was bloody, bloody terrible, that. Anyway, let's move Luther, on. Luther did no, I like, a... I like Jack's... No, no. Luther did a bit of a shout. Uh, on Twitter, I saw during the Cowabunga, guys! Yeah, he's such a surfer dude, isn't he? <laughs> the, the caption was like, don't know what I expected Luther to sound like, but it certainly wasn't this. Uh, and, oh, the other one that I saw as well. This was almost a Hall of Fame nomination. Did anyone see Sue Young or Susan, Suzanne, on uh, Impact this week? She's angry at her opponent and she goes, you professional wrestle me right now, <laughs> which I think is a fantastic thing to say. Professional wrestle me right now. Very good from Sue Young there. There you go. They say Twitter ruins wrestling. <laughs> Alan Pierce and Sonia Deville call Rhea Ripley the ring and admonish her for getting deliberately DQ'd at Hell in the Cell. Rhea claims she was just doing what she's seen Charlotte Flair do many times. It's true. And hang on, hang on. Why are you having a go at me? Charlotte's done that loads of times. Hang on. What's this all about? Charlotte arrives and says that Ripley is smarter than she thought, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll destroy her next time. So Sonny Deville books a rematch for me in the bank, and that was it. I lost a lot of respect for Adam Pearce during this segment. Oh. Because it's obvious why Sonya's on the side of Charlotte, because they're in cahoots behind the scenes still, if that's still the storyline they're going with. Because it was at one point, but it's sort of gone a bit quiet. But I assume it's still there. So that makes that make sense. But Adam Pearce getting uppity at Rhea Ripley for doing what she did. Ah, I'm not about that, Adam Pearce. I lost some respect for him. We do that to a man like Adam Pearce. Exactly. Well... We do that to a lady like Rhea Ripley. Yeah. He went down in my estimation. He my estimations. We get He's got to go to <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The 32nd week in a row. The <laughs> Keegan promo. We get a reversal of last week's photo shoot angle with Mandy and Dana in the training oh. ring and the oh. tag champs doing a photo shoot. It says here, it's great. Cool. Well, I I didn't, what was it like? I, well, okay. So I had, I had problems with the last one. So I was hoping that this one will make things more clear. But for me, it's actually just muddied the waters a bit more. But what do you think? It It, it is not clear who are the baby faces and who are the yes. heels in this feud. Yes. But then again, this is 2021 in the world of professional wrestling. And we have the shades of the grey, which Cody Rose likes to speak about quite a lot, doesn't he? I think that Mandy and Dana are the faces. 
because they're not, man. Okay, not, not with Tamina there. I think they're all heels because I boo whenever the women's tag division is shown on Raw. It is crap in it. The just when well since Bailey and Sasha dropped them, that was the that was the one good point that second reign that Bailey and Sasha had. But then since then, it's just gone back to what it was before. They got rid of nearly all the tag teams as well. Yeah, yeah. There's no. It's a tag team division with no tag teams. I did it in my article this week on the website. I worked Did you? Out, I, I worked Synergy. out how I know. I worked out how many women are in are on the SmackDown roster who are actually active at the minute, and it's like four. It's honestly really bad because Sasha's on holiday. Um, Sonya's an authority figure now, and Reckoning hasn't yet been debuted, even though apparently she's on SmackDown. Then you've got Natalia and Tamina, who I don't really count because they're basically Raw superstars now. They don't really appear on SmackDown as much as they do Raw. And then you've got Carmella, Liv, Bailey, and Bianca, and that's I think that's it for SmackDown. It's really desperate. It's a really bad state of affairs. But uh, yeah, Natalia and Tamina are basically Raw superstars now because there's no tag teams for them to face on SmackDown. There's no tag teams on SmackDown, and there's and one there's one tag team on Raw <laughs> for them to face. It's going to be this. It's going to be this way until was it August the thirtieth when the draft happens? Yeah, yeah, about there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a long couple of months. Yeah. Lot of Carmella versus Liv. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Orton faces John Morrison in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Uh, just copy paste what we had for the AJ Styles Ricochet thing because Miz squirts Orton with the drip stick. Yeah. So Riddle scoots down to chase him around the ring, and it was rather like Newcastle upon time on an evening with all these people idiots running around on their little skates. Ah, oh, nice right. You the scooters, scooters. Yeah. yeah. I ruined that completely because I don't know if there's a scooter and a skate. Uh, just around the ring, this all distracts Randy, who shockingly loses to Jomo. Riddle later beats Drew McIntyre to... Qu- oh, wait, sorry, I thought I was part of this. Go on. Well, yeah, I was quite shocked that John Morrison beat Randy Orton in 2021. It was just quite... Is this the biggest John Morrison result ever? Well, he became five-star wrestling champion. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, sorry, forgot about Johnny that. Impact. The, first, the first ever... Five star wrestling champion, seven hundred and fifty seven days. I think, beat, I think he beat AJ Styles for that accolade, possibly. In, in was it not in Newcastle or was it Liverpool? Oh, was that the qualifier for? Yeah, maybe. No, he was already the five star champ because he won at the tournament. Oh, we yeah we, we got yeah, on board previously. too late, Ross. Yeah, he was already champion when we. I always right. thought the Newcastle show, the one where I didn't go. Jack, Jack went, didn't you? Uh, I went. I thought you were there. Sorry, I wasn't. No, because I. Someone made me a promo from Grado saying, I've still got that on my oh, computer. Oh, yeah, you weren't there. You yeah. didn't come see yeah. me. How dare you? Et cetera, et cetera. I yes. thought that came before the tournament in my head, but obviously I'm wrong. There was two uh, tournaments. Two tournaments? Oh, yeah, when we say tournament and five-star, we have to clarify, don't we? Uh, no, they did the one in... Edinburgh? The one no, that you're right. On... Yeah. You are right, mate. I'm very sorry. It shows what I know. Wasn't I doing that doc- what? Doc- five-star? It was yeah, like, yeah. Joe beat AJ Styles... In Newcastle. That was the title match? Yeah. I've seen, I saw the first ever five-star wrestling champion. Yeah, so that was in the 2016 one. That one wasn't filmed for Wow. But then, yeah, then they did the Dundee one that Jomo won again. Yeah, he walked into that tournament. He defended his title throughout the entire night. Yeah. He defeated Ray Mysterio in the final. I walked into that tournament as a champion. I I regret not going to that show. The best part was... (laughs) Apart from AJ Styles getting called away from us mid-interview to do a run-in because the promoter had forgot. But the best part 
of that show was that they'd advertised, I believe this is true, I allegedly, but I think it is true. I think that they'd advertised AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio, which is a huge main event. It was like one of the biggest indie matches you could ever have. And what we got in Newcastle was the AJ Styles Rey Mysterio contract signing for the match in Leeds the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the is way they did it, because it was a three-day thing. Newcastle, then Sheffield, then... Right. Um, Sheffield, that was it. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. they were treating it like it was three... Like, this is it. Like, it's watching Raw, then SmackDown, yeah, then TLC. But it's not. And they're like, you guys are going to travel down to Sheffield to see this, aren't you? And if you uh, Tomorrow? And I was like, no. What? We are on about... Work so yeah, so they just did that. That that was the thing. Eight stars versus the thing, and that was the build up to it, which of course you can do if you have things like a show or a YouTube thing, and uh, and didn't show any of it or record any of it or do anything with it. Belief is... Baker in it was the last thing AJ Styles did before signing with WWE. I'm not going to say this is true because I'll get sued, but allegedly, has anyone heard the story that Five Star Wrestling is like a front for like money laundering? <laughs> No, anyway, again, no, 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 I haven't heard that story. It's not me true. Me neither. Me neither. I made that it's up. It's not true. Should we maybe edit that out? This I is don't fan know. fiction. Yeah, fan yeah, yeah. Fiction. Aye, it's fine. Jack no, no, just it likes looked like murder it was mysteries. a money laundering yeah. thing, but it, it wasn't. I thought it was involved with... I can't, I can't no, even... No, no, you know what? Let's move on. Let's I'll tell you what, lads. The Starship paying from John Morrison to Randy Orton on this week's Monday Night Raw was sensational. The oh, way he has it. A bit of a way he stopped. It was like I was watching The Matrix. It was like that old video game, Matthew, where he would do the finishes and it would just sort of go slow motion in midair. I don't know oh. what it was called. That, that, that video game Bullet in the wrestling. Time. Oh, sorry. Uh... In the wrestling. No yes. idea. Slow mo Jomo. I Slow remember mo it well. Jomo. <laughs> 64. Yeah, no, I I agree. This was it was exactly the same as they did earlier the show, but it was for the right reasons, because it's a lot more interesting than these guys being money in the bank. Don't see Orton or AJ Styles in it, it doesn't work for them. And also set some stuff up later on. God, I really exactly enjoyed... what you're supposed to get with Monday Night Raw. I Fine. really really enjoyed the opening to this match. Because it was mm. the, they were working the arm, I do believe, and it was just two old two old lads having a game, just battling out with a game of physical chess, and it was it was just a joy to behold on all counts. Yeah. But Randy yeah. Orton can have no complaints about Riddle's involvement, in my opinion. Riddle oh. being out there didn't distract Randy Orton enough to lose the match. I know he got pelted in the face with some wah, but still, he was having a go at Riddle, wasn't he? Poor Riddle, with his stash of burgers. Well, that's we'll find he, out. That's what he keeps in the backpack, his stash. Oh, burgers. yes, it's burgers, His yeah. secret stash, dude. It's oh, burgers, right? man, I'm sick. <laughs> the problem is, as well, <laughs> as we'll find out in a sec, but the problem is, as well as ongoing legal issues in the real world and his very irritating kayfabe character, he's putting on some absolute bangers. Like He's putting on some great matches, man. It's the complexity irritating. of wrestlers, isn't it? So annoying. Wow, <laughs> such a great match. Shame it was private life. Was yeah. That that's like why, 50% that's of all why wrestlers. you just follow all of the wrestlers' dogs on Twitter. I followed, mm. or Instagram, sorry. I follow them. <laughs> I don't know if it's pronounced. Oh, I don't want to. Shayna Baszler's dog has got a weird name that I'm still not sure how to pronounce. Is it Isis? No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Ross. No, I'm not even joking. It's that, it's, search it on Instagram. I'm not searching ISIS on Instagram. <laughs> that word plus puppy. It's okay, a weird name. Just, oh, just go on Shayna Baszler's Instagram and go click on, on Jack, one Jack, thing Jack's that. having a look now and he's going to show us 
the results on the web. I'm telling you, because me and my girlfriend have been having deep conversations about what the pronunciation of that word could possibly be. Oh, yeah. It's I-S-Y-S. I-S-I-S. Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. How do you pronounce that word? Because it used to, it, it hasn't always been spelled that way. It was, I'm sure it was spelled a different way, which made it more like uh, the, the so terrorist she's organization. The spelling to... So she's changed the right. spelling to me. We'll so have to... we can't trademark it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so Shayna Baszler and or her dog are watching this podcast. Can you please clarify? But what a fantastic dog. That, but yeah. Um, oh. Shayna Baszler um, and Naya took on Bliss and Cross in a tag team match. Well, thank you, Ross. Sorry, yes. no, sorry, no, the Riddle and Drew thing I'd shoved onto the end of the... Uh, you did. You threw me off. I'll, I'll do that bit then. Uh, Riddle later beats Drew McIntyre to qualify as well. Another big upset, but against an opponent weakened from Hell in a Cell. Hmm. Randy Orton is unamused by Riddle's victory because Riddle's won something and Orton hasn't. So Riddle's like, what's up, bro? You can talk to me. And Orton should have just said, don't you have an ongoing lawsuit right now? Why are you getting the push? <laughs> Um, and he didn't say anything, and we're not going to say anything either. But I reckon, right he, I reckon he might. I reckon he might win Money in the Bank. I know uh, everyone's saying Drew will win because he's lost the stipulate. He, he can't now have a match with Lashley as long as he's champion. I think Vince will be able to resist giving that briefcase to to Matt Riddle. God, what will he keep inside his briefcase, well, lads? I know, I know. <laughs> he's got his oh, backpack for his burgers. So that's why I'm hoping... Lawyer bills! That's why I'm like anyone but Riddle, because I can't do months and months of Riddle promos with the briefcase. I can't. I thought that was a ding-dong battle to end them all, though. I'm yeah, it was good, yeah. To quote it Pro was, but I don't get why they, everyone else would get these hoo-ha victories. But Drew McIntyre, who they're trying to push harder than they've pushed anybody, loses clean. Because he was my... knackered from Hell in the Cell. He was... You know, he's back, nah. they made his... They made the scars on his back like the main point of the match. Now he was selling the back all the time. I thought I was fine. It's sequential. It is. <laughs> nah. But I think that the, I think Drew's push might be a bit. I, this, I could be proven very wrong, and feel free and, to clip this, everybody. But I think Drew's push might be over. I think it's time for him to have a bit of bit of cool off time there, Jack the Jobber, because okay. he's getting weird, is Drew, with all this. Yeah. I... He's obviously just got Sky Plus installed at home. He's discovered the Discovery Channel or something like the History Channel. I don't think I mentioned this in my notes, so why don't you tell us what Drew said in this week's episode? Well, over the past few weeks, he's been referencing famous... Well, I say famous. I've got no idea. Historical Scottish (coughs) things, like the man in the cave with the spider, and then William Wallace was last week. And then this week, he whapped out Churchill, not the dog. That would have been fantastic if you'd just done that going, oh, yes, Bobby, I'll get you Yes. Uh, it was uh, Winston. I can't remember the context of him mentioning Winston Churchill, but maybe he was down in, in I the, guess tre- the trenches or some. Not surrendering, yeah. But yeah. like. I actually but missed this. Did he actually say what you brought up with Winston Churchill? Quoted, Churchill he quoted, yeah. He, quoted a bit, he got a bit Churchillian, which, if there's one thing the Scottish people love, it's the English. So I don't, I don't understand what yeah. they're going for here. Pritchard on his podcast in 10 years' time. Wow. <laughs> We try. <laughs> What's I was going to say, well, he brought up some guy called Gordon Brown. And we don't, no one knows who that is. Check me up. But what, check me up. What would Gordon Brown sound like if he was doing a... If he was talking, if he was talking about Steven Singer. Oh, whatever. Whatever the public podcast is done in new. Who yeah. are we kidding? There's no way Bruce Pitchett's done a podcast the last two weeks. Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah, that's what happened. And then that match was good. The, the reversal from the Claymore to the Bro Mission was... Oh, 
tell you that the Tackers was unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. Tackers. But then we, uh, just get, get back to the point. I think it's time for Drew to have some time away from the limelight. Get back to what he was because this new McIntyre, where they're forcing him to be this cringy historian, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is it's not it, Chief, as the kids would say. Yeah. Drew McIntyre's British history bit <laughs> of the week. Where will he go next week, though? Because like the the canvas apparently is is blank. Is because we've been from Scotland, we've been to England, Wales, <laughs> the valleys. Oh my God, he's going to start talking about the troubles. Do you oh, remember no. that um, that no. goal Mark no. Hughes scored against Barcelona in the yeah. Cup Winners' Cup final? <laughs> he'll start if he's going round all the different countries of the UK. He will then. He'll do. He'll do a bit of. Uh, he'll do a bit of Tom Jones next week. I reckon he'll sing Sex Bomb. That'd <laughs> be good. You just say it. You think it'll be any way? Sex bomb. <laughs> That's right. Like famous British person Tom Jones. Yeah, I should point out um, that if he's going to talk, the troubles thing was a joke. I hope he doesn't. God, yeah. God, I hope he doesn't. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Moving on from the troubles. Hell in the cell um, match. Hell in the cell. No, not yet. Nikki Cross is now a superhero, and teams will exit Bliss to face Shayna and Nia in another Money in the Bank qualifying match. Bliss hypnotizes Reggie and tries to get him to slap Naya, but he stops at the last second and they hug. Nikki oh. callously dropkicks the mid hug. She does! And she cradles does. Shayna to win the match. She's a super villain! She's a dick, yeah! <laughs> She's a super dick. Well done. And I was one of these people who saw this and went, oh no. On Twitter, was it? <laughs> No, on Dewey's like, Sh- uh, Shayna, sorry, Nikki, sorry, I'm used to saying Shayna uh, is ruined. Now, Nikki Cross is now a superhero, like, posted by WWE, and I went, oh, nah, oh, nah, it's just a bad week to be a Scottish woman in wrestling. And then everyone's like, no, it was her idea. I'm like, she wants to be a superhero, she wants to be this uplifting character, she wants to ignore the past few weeks of her beating people in a few, well, that's fair enough, I wasn't going anywhere. That's fine. This outfit's rubbish. I think it's charming. Endearing. Well, you wipe your bum with it. Charming. <laughs> oh, I wish oh. I had something like that. Wipe my ass with. Look, 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 lovely. Oh, I think really? I think it's a deft touch from Nikki personally. I was saying this to Jack the other day. Deft touch. A, a yes, Dimitar Berbatov gimmick. But yeah, because Vince McMahon's apparently long had this this long-standing penchant for a Mighty Mouse character in his wrestling. He's tried it so many times down the years. And that was my first thought when I saw Nikki. Well, not the picture. Because, again, this is another example of Twitter ruining wrestling. Because my first exposure to Nikki Cross's brand new gimmick was that screenshot that everyone took from the start of her promo where she was waiting for a cue. So she looked a bit gormless because everybody who waits for their cue always looks a bit gormless. And with the mask and stuff, it wasn't the best look. But you watch the promo and watch the actual show. It's an uplifting gimmick, isn't it? And if she's going to give it her all, all the more power to her. Go on, the wrestling. You know what? You know what, Ross? I I was about to disagree and say it was really bad and everything, but I'm going to give it a chance now because of what because of what you've said. So yeah, it is weird. Cause I've seen see people. I think the botch guy posted something as well and be like, "Oh you. yeah, Nikki, you you rule, go for it." I'm like, is it just me or Matthew, if Vince came no, out and Vince McMahon's <laughs> stupid Vince Mc stupid head stupid idea that people would be all over this? Like a, a, a pigeon it, on chips. It, it, it but does. now, Nikki Crosser says, no, it's my idea. We're all going, that's great, Nikki. No, it, The idea could go places. 
Could be an uplifting gimmick and all this stuff. The outfit looks a bit cock. I'm not going to turn my back around. And I think that's ruin that's my integrity for likes. That's on purpose, though, isn't it? The, the, the naffness, is it not? I thought that was a bit on purpose. Like as, if, as, if, as if Nikki Cross has made this outfit herself. Yeah, she's a bit right. like, oh. Oh. If she now, came up with a bloody... That's actually a good a point, of, Ross. A suit of armour, like Iron Man, like spent billions of... <laughs> I'd be like, Nikki, are you just showing off, aren't you, Nikki? But she's gone to the sewing machine herself and just made it herself. I think it's quite endearing. Oh. Uh, oh, you know think... what? Wait, stop. You know what? Actually, that's actually a really good point. Oh, no. It's like Batman. Damn it, Ross. You I'm... actually made it... A... Yeah, yeah, I'm expecting to... I like Iron Batman. Man. I love Batman, mate, but when you peel everything back with Batman, Batman is a show-off. I've got all this money. I've got too much money. I don't know what to do with it all. So I'll make myself a superhero, will I? I'll fight the crime on behalf of the police, will I? I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm a show-off. <laughs> Damn it, Ross. You know what? Uh, no, it was Jeff mine. But no, you know what? You turned me around. Because it was my yeah, crime, it... Matthew! No, Ross said it. No, I said it. He just said it now. It's on the podcast. No, I oh. literally just said it. If you go back. I can't go back. We're Stop recording. interrupting me. Math- uh, Ross, who said the point? I, I don't know. You did. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Damn it. Okay, well, I, that I'm being sorry said... Because oh, oh. I was trying to chime in like five times and you kept going, no, no, that's a really good point by Ross. And I was thinking... <laughs> chime in now. No, it's fine. It's fine. Chime in now. Oh, yeah. Um, I, do, I was about to well, actually... Jack, do... that's a good point, like, but... I... Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was the joke. That was the joke. I'm sorry. Go on, Jack. I was about to agree with Matthew, but... I'm not sure now, because I thought if it wasn't Nikki Cross and she's a really, she's, well, she comes across really, really nice and everyone likes her, would everyone actually be like, what's this? Maybe we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. She's in Money in the Bank, so we'll see. I'm sure she'll fly or something, I don't know. That'll be it. We'll be like, oh, it's a good gimmick. It could go places. And she just takes... Yeah, that's crass. Yeah. To be fair, though, if it's like that impractical Joker skit where Joe Gatto is playing the genie and he's just getting spun around like a washing machine, I'd, I'd be on board for that and she's just flying through the air. That'd be a fantastic <laughs> bit of television. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm on about there, but yeah. I don't, oh. but you described it so well. I'm sorry That's, for interrupting you, Jack, if it was it's Ro- not often I change... Sorry, come. If it was Ross who actually said it, I'm going to be so embarrassed. I'm praying, praying now that it was me who said it. This is high stakes now. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. I, I'm scared for this going live. I, oh, please. But it is a good point, though. It's not often that I change my thought. Like, yeah, someone says to me, goes, yeah, but have you considered this? I'm like, no, I hadn't. Oh, that's actually a really, really good point. Yeah, it's like, no, I've been spending all my millions of dollars I've earned from Aye, Nikki Cross, with... Inc. to make this super art. <laughs> no, Sticky Cross. It's on the road. They, they did it with me at What Culture, though, and it didn't work. They were like, you wear a hat. We'll get you a hat. And I was like, all right. So they made me a hat. Or well, they ordered a hat, and it and they deliberately made it as if like a child had made it, and I was like, well, I don't wear hats that look like I've made them. Maybe you want to put like a sports looking logo on there. And I remember I won't name names. I remember the person on like two or three separate occasions told me we think it would be quite good if it was like childish looking though. <laughs> so the hat turns up right. <laughs> it was the crappiest hat. It had like. <laughs> it had Jobber written on the front in basically Comic Sans and it was absolutely dreadful <laughs> and we spray painted it pink when Martin Kirby came around and everything got turned pink so that was the end of the hat we never it was like a, it. a backwards B one of the Jobbers it was almost it was that it, was, it looked oh. like it had been scrawled by a child God, that, that would have been so embarrassing to wear back then <laughs> <laughs> yeah can you imagine Ross having to put that on and walk around yeah. in ridiculous gear like that <laughs> 
How did you get out of it though? Because I, I, I lied, me barefaced lied when they wanted to dress me up in all sorts of different stuff week on week on week. Oh, big boss were, man! You remember that chat? Yes, where, I do. And, and Lewis was in there. Lewis House, who now works for Cultaholic, who was saying, "Oh, you should dress him up like, um, I don't know, name any wrestler who wears a small pair of spandex." Tatanka, that'd be funny. It? Yeah, see, see the fat lad and small. Yeah, that'd be so degrading and fantastic. Well, I think funny, he was. Yeah. I think he was. It wasn't his idea. I think he was egging on the conversation. Oh, yeah. Knowing, but I lied, me say because they 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 bought me a full big boss man attire, blue shirt, truncheon, sunglasses, hat, the lot. I look like a stripper, um, <laughs> and they bought me a shirt which was it was perfect size, it fit perfectly. But I said, "Oh, Matt, sorry, that um, that doesn't fit me." So <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't possibly do it. <laughs> he wore he wore it to Popwell that night. Perfect fit. How did you get out of it then? The hat. Yeah. Oh, they admitted it was crap when it turned up. Oh, the qual- the quality of it was so bad, yeah. But the one pound twenty nine crowns, they were perfect <laughs> off Amazon. Good time. So you know what? Yeah, Nikki Cross, there's hope for a left. That's it. It is. That is the Let's see where it goes. As it's, it's good as well because, like, we always hear this stuff about wrestlers and WWE, especially getting forced to do stuff they're not comfortable with and stuff they're not invested in and stuff that's someone else's vision. But this is Nikki Cross's vision. So let's see where it goes. Let's not write it off just yet. Let's give it one more week. You know what? If they start doing Adam West stuff, and uh, oh no, it's Alexa Bliss and her spooky hypnotism. Ew, ew, ew. Luckily, I bought my Nikki Cross hypnosis deflector glasses. Yeah, I'll be all for that. Sock. Pow. Yes, yes, they do. The, yeah. They do all these cool ideas now they get out of Thunderdome, but yeah. They'll just start dancing. Yeah, go, go, Nikki. Backstage, Mansoor asks Jackson Riker for advice. Um, I imagine it'll be just do the complete opposite to what I do and say. Uh, Riker tells him never let the enemy escape, which is why he's having a strap match of Elias next oh. week. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Uh, why would you Mansour... advertise that? They should lie and say, yeah, that's happening on AW Dynamite. <laughs> is that not the least appealing matchup ever? I don't know if it's just me. I hate strap matches. I think they're crap. But then to put Elias and Jackson Riker in a strap match? I'm not watching that. Well, I am because it's my job. But um, I've just realised when you've said it there that it's a strap match and not a bull rope. I was quite looking forward to it when I thought it was a bull rope match. No, no that's just... Marshall on the tour. Uh... Another heart-stopping affair, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, Mansoor thanks him and goes to leave. It's like, yeah, bye. Uh, but bumps into Ali, who is angry that neither of them were given a chance to qualify for Money in the Bank. He says that if you don't get the opportunity to climb the ladder of success... You have to build your own. And Mansoor goes, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Mansoor on Twitter who was like, um, why is my run on Raw essentially being like in my career mode now? Just walking backstage to these people. <laughs> God, I forgot about Mustafa Ali until the segment. Is that bad? Yeah, just, no, it's not bad. That's the thing you did. Oh, yeah, him and Mansoor have been doing stuff on main events, a show that we always cover here on the podcast. So was Karrion Cross. He was a main event. Oh, was he? Was this was, I thought this was weird. What? Yeah, he was. Karrion Cross has had a, a, a televised... Well, I don't know where main event has aired in the US and whatnot, but he's had a, a televised match. His main event debut was against Shelton Benjamin, Matthew. And for his entrance, all the bells and whistles were stripped away just to prove Adam Cole right, essentially. <laughs> Scarlet what? wasn't there. The lights weren't doing what they normally did. When you, know, you see the silhouette at the start, looks like bloody hell. This he's a big, he's a big boy, isn't he? It was all stripped away. He had his NXT title around his waist, and he just walked out of the ring 
Like create a superstar number five. <laughs> like Bob Buchanan, yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. Like, why would you do that? Why would you strip away everything that makes him what he is? It's just weird. That's so even by the standards of NXT going to WWE. That's so weird. I don't what know if Jack weird? can tell, but on Slack last night, Tom oh, no, put that in the chat. Kind of getting... And uh I said, like, why would you strip everything away? And Justin put the quote, which... Keep on talking, please. Someone's forget what the quote was. Justin, our, our friend and writer, our comrade, said, it's main event, you don't wear a glamorous ground at McDonald's. And this wound me up, this did, Jack. It's his <laughs> bog-standard entrance, and they've took half of it away. Yeah. Never mind a glamorous gown. I don't know. I feel awkward about shouting at Matthew before. Can you not I feel hear like you? Talk, I feel like we can talk about that now. Oh, has he got his headphones in? I don't know. Damn it, he does, doesn't he? Oh, man. Doubly awkward now. Yeah. It's right, fine. well, Karrion Cro- Cross's entrance was... Um... Who else was the NXT person? Or has um, got... Hello. Oh, pull me up on Who was else Br- was the other NXT person? Was it Bronson oh. Reed who was backstage? I don't know if he had a match. Yeah, all right, okay, that was Oh, it. yeah, someone yeah. else, another man had a match, didn't they? Someone else on NXT had a match. Yeah. On main event, yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh. But just then... Seeing... Oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. I was supposed to come in and rudely interrupt everybody after having a nice discussion. And then uh, Bobby Lashley beats a valiant. It's got a bit, a bit of words here in this uh, week's podcast. Xavier Woods in the cell. The After the match, MVP locks the door and Lashley puts Wood in the hurt lock while Kofi's unable to help from outside. Like Shatner in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I've only ever heard people shout Khan, but I don't know the context. Does that apply to this match? No. Okay. The bit where it is that... By the way... There's a lot of Star Trek films. If you have to watch one, make sure it's Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. I've really seen good. clips of the one... No, that's Superman. Damn it. Where there's <laughs> the three people in all black. And they yeah, can they create, like, the, uh, create like a whirlwind with them in a triangle. Yeah. yeah that's not that's, that's Superman. Okay, fair yeah. enough. It's easy to get the two mixed up, I guess. Okay. But I can tell you the context of Khan, but I think we bought people. But uh, Okay, so... Yeah. Lastly, yeah, so the match. What yeah. did you think of this, Jack? Good match, but it, like you were saying before, it didn't need the gimmick of Hell in a Cell to be a success. What did you think? I thought it was weird. A bit weird in just how it was structured, because obviously Drew was the main point of his matchup and why he lost was he was selling his injuries from Hell in a Cell, whereas Bobby Bobby was completely fine and just dominated Xavier Woods apart from a teeny tiny little flurry at the end of the match, um, which was a nice elbow drop through the tabler. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that part, but uh, yeah, it was a little bit weird now it was structured, I thought. But Billy, Billy had a nice quote. I feel, what's his name? Billy who? Billy. On commentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jimmy Smith. Oh. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. This is Jimmy Smith. Him. Billy? I've been called him Billy. <laughs> Billy Billy Jean on commentary. Billy Jean on commentary. You're Billy from the wrestling. Guy. <laughs> is it Bobby, Jimmy Smith? He was saying that Bobby's got boulders on his back, on his shoulders, all over his body, which I thought was inadvertently a fantastic <laughs> Dr. quote. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Matt. Smith was an American jazz musician whose albums often appeared on the Billboard <laughs> magazine charts. Yeah, that's yes. him. That's, that's the him. one. Hell of a change of careers, yes. Yeah. That's, that's one of his songs, the Boulder song. <laughs> one of on the charts in there. Uh, He's got up shoulders on his boulders on his back. Oh, God's sake. That's pretty all right, Jack, actually. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Jimmy Smith sings the tune. <laughs> Who could forget this guy? Yeah. Did you happen to see the man with the boulders on his shoulders? 
Uh, I think uh. his name's Bobby Ashley. I'm not sure. I just started working here a week ago. Uh. He's got two boulders between his legs. He's got two more boulders. I'm dying. NXT happened as well. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, I don't want to see the world. Adam Cole opens a show and is angry at Regal and Joe after last week. He says that they told him he could pick his opponent tonight, but he refuses and calls off the match. He's having okay. not doing it, yeah. And he's interrupted by Carmelo Hayes. Hayes. And says he is ruthless aggression and slaps Cole. Yeah. By the way, was the ruthless aggression slap really a big thing? Or is this a retroactive thing? Retroactive that we keep thing. on hyping up like it was the mother of all debuts. I remember it being nothing when it happened. He did nothing for months, didn't he? It's just he normal. He did with Johnson, Billy Kidman. Yeah, and then became the the Doctor of Thugonomics a bit a little while after. But I, yeah, after I, a Halloween skit, I was yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to know Carmelo a bit bit better over the coming weeks. But to me, it's just another another bloody wrestler who's good at doing wrestling with kick pads on. Just another one. Another fantastic wrestler. <laughs> so jo- so John Cena, no two then. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that. I, I, I've actually written down, I despised his sell of the Panama Sunrise. The full-on handstand that he did. I don't want to sound like an old man yelling at some sort of cloud in the sky, but come on now. A full-on delayed handstand like that. Do you... Because I never liked the rock sell of the stunner. I felt did like you it, not? Nah, it ruined my immersion a little bit. No. This, head, this handstand took all of the immersion out of it. I can't think to, of it off the top of my head, but... I needs to have a, a little, a little ding-a-ling with War Geordie Pack to see how you disguise the headstand. And not, <laughs> do a, not do a full-on handstand where you can see the handstand. Yeah. Like not the enough. DDT at WrestleMania X8 that uh, it's a Chuck Palumbo takes. Just the Hardy Boys, DDT! And he <laughs> completely handstands it. It's a classic one of the handstand. To be fair, I wouldn't have had that man down as someone who could do a handstand. So fair play. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. He's all the wrong shape for it. Mm. How? Just all limbs, isn't he? All limbs. Uh, Tony Hawk's like six foot four as well. I would have thought... Is he? No, he's not. Yeah, I think so. And I would have thought that skater boys were all like dinky little short lads, you know? They are Frankie Dottori. Jockeys, aren't they? Yeah, like like Frankie Dottori. Tony Hawk height. Six for three, it says on here. What a big boy. I <laughs> know. Get him in the fed. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah, Tony Hawk's tall. But, uh, is Adam Cole a baby face on NXT now? I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> going to no, no. say yes. No, he's not. No, no. Yeah, but he had the chance to, t- to pick any match he wanted. And he was like, no, I don't <laughs> want to pick. You can pick. Like, well, if you were here like Adam Cole, I think still is. Why wouldn't you just pick like the worst wrestler ever? He's totally against the sister. Tell you who is a, a baby face now. Ross, because that would have mean you'd be having a Gargano coma. <laughs> oh, How see. dare you? Uh, sorry, what I was saying, Jack? Gargano's a face now. Oh. Yeah, he is. He's a face who is a heel, but is a face. He's like gone oh, through the bottom. Kevin Owens. Yeah, he's gone through the bot, through around the back of healed him, and now he's back to a face again. AE dub. AE dub. <laughs> You're supposed to be impartial, Matthew. You're a wrestling journalist. Uh, uh, he's a journalist. <laughs> LA Knight cuts a promo from his pool with the million-dollar title. He says he doesn't need an old man like Ted DiBiase riding his coattails and mocks Cameron Grimes for caring more about Ted than money. 
and at the Performance Centre, Cameron Grimes decks someone for disrespecting the Ted. It looks like the rock, the rock lives at the same complex that EC3 did back in that those days. Oh, it does. Are you still calling him the rock? I'm still calling. Uh, yeah, him the like rock. They, that's another thing though. The rock is on NXT. He lives that, by that pool. That pool there was it? It was EC3, wasn't it? Getting it was. Now you actually remember an NXT EC3 moment that wasn't the ladder match. Jimmer is victory, victory after victory promo. That was never actually on WWE though, was it? That was just on his Twitter, I think. Oh, EC3? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I vaguely remember it now. He said it. Victory after victory. But he would say it. He said it about 30 times. But I think it wasn't officially on WWE TV. Which is a shame. Yeah, Karen Cross would watch EC3 on Raw and go, yeah, okay, that's that's what you got looking forward to, pal. Oh. (laughs) Hey, if main events are anything to go by, it is. Yeah, it's scary. No, no, no. Main, as you said before, Ross, main event ruins everything in wrestling. You watch less main event to see where it counts. Uh, the way could a promo in the ring. Uh-huh. With Gargano pitching himself as the next contender for Karrion Cross's NXT title. I knew Matthew would love this. <laughs> They're interrupted by Pete Dunne and Wani Larkin. Don calls Gargano Don. an idiot for thinking he's a more viable than one contender. You're an idiot. Gargano refuses to be provoked and leaves the ring. But Dunn breaks Theory's fingers as he leaves, meaning he can't post on Instagram anymore. Oh, no. Later, Gargano complains to Regal backstage, who books a tag match between the two sides. The way win, but Karrion Cross cheap shots Gargano from behind, turning face in the process. Not. No, Gargano's the, the face. I know. It's not the way, as Ross said. What do you think? Why is everyone saying that Karrion Cross is naff still? Like, I don't know. He won. Yeah, he beat them. He, he, right. he beat them all. He beat all of them, and there's still Gargano's out there called make them sound like a mug, which it seems weird. It seems like one of those wrestler things, you know, when there's like the bookers have got like an issue with somebody, so they have like they have some one of the wrestlers say what they're trying to say to the wrestler through on the shows. If that makes any sense, I've just played a game of classic cultaholic wrestling podcast mental tennis in my mm. head. Um, but yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It is weird. I've just had an alert from my headphones that says battery low, please charge now. So I'm scared. I'm scared. Is that is that the build up hype to the diamond mine segment? That's yes, a really it is, good yeah. time if it was. Well, yeah. But it isn't, is it? You, you actually bring that up. I'm actually That's scared. Yeah, was that yeah. was that for them, the battery stuff then? Yeah, they have the same headphones as Jack. Because <laughs> we had those little I think it was it three times it appeared during the night where the battery may have kept getting a bit higher and yeah. higher. Oh. It, only got, it only got to 51% though, so who, who comes to the wrestling half charged? <laughs> we know like rest- the diamond mine, Russ. <laughs> Tyler, oh, we'll get on that later. Tyler Rust annoys me. Uh, I know. I like that. Uh, he's your Gargano. Why is he everyone is? picking on Tyler No, Rust? because go back and watch that segment right at the end and just keep your eyes locked on Tyler okay. Rust. Tyler Rust is what an actor would do if they were asked to play a wrestler in a film, if they had never, ever seen professional wrestling before. Right. That is what Tyler Rust is. I don't I'll know what he's like as a wrestler. Him. I'm sure he's got a lovely physique as well, but just his, his mannerisms and his facials around the ring, he's just, oh. Okay. I'll keep that the XP's own Tyler Rust. I feel a bit we'll bad. Later on, but I think Karrion Cross. it's some of the weirdest build of anybody I've seen in some time, even on NXT, where they usually do good things here, where everyone calls him rubbish, he wins, and they still go, yeah, but you're cack because you can't do a Canadian Destroyer. And now we're like, yeah, he is rubbish. I don't get what we're supposed to react to this. But I don't think Karen Cross is anywhere near as bad as people make him out to be. 
but he's also not as good as NXT wanted him to be as well, if that made sense. Yeah. He's good, he's all right, but I don't get the idea of calling him rubbish, and that's the feud. He needs yeah, Scarlet. I, that's what we learned on main I, event this week. I, I, I don't get that. So so calling Gagano all right then, basically. Yeah. And done and everybody else. I, he needs right. the light he needs the lights. He needs the, the entrance and the smoke and, and Scarlet. Scarlet completes the, the package for him, so to speak. Weird. I think Gargano and Colin done a bullies. <laughs> They're protecting NXT. Like go to Raw. You're too big. Yeah. Go you away. Know, you can't go forty five minutes with me. Forty four. Anyway, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark beat the Robert Stone brand in a tag match. That's what they're there for. Uh, Guns the Ray and Indy Hartwell look to get involved after the match, but they're interrupted by Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Shoji Blackheart and Mamoon arrive too, and all four teams have a big old brawl. Samoa Joe calls for security to regain control. I thought he was security. Joe can't just go around choking out every woman one by one, though. That would be a bit disturbing. <laughs> he, just oh, goes... two, three, <laughs> he just goes from one to <laughs> It was good. There was a good bit of continuity from. Was it last week when he sped away in the car, <laughs> and it was like, "Get better security, William." <coughs> and he did. Has? He yeah. Has. And he was like, I, oh, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> then Joe said, "Oh, you did." Yeah. Yes, that's right, sir. That's right, Samoa Joe. There's a South Park episode where Cartman buys a theme park for himself because he's selfish, but then he he turns out to just be really good at managing the theme park. Is this Joe's just really good at his job? And just will improve yeah. NXT exponentially. Okay, I'm he's one of those that. people that fills out like I think this is how we could. This is what we could do to improve the workplace. And the manager actually listens and reads it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know this is a fantasy world. Uh, Frankie Monet finally makes her debut, her premiere, her encore premiere, uh, defeating Electra Lopez, who was also making her premiere. Oh, sorry, no, her debut. They call it for her. I think Barrett was being a bit too much uh, character during this, I wasn't very good English, um, during this match of the commentary and was distracting a bit. But I like Frankie Monet. I like her character. I like her style of wrestling. I like her dog. Yeah. She was saying she really tried to keep her old ring name this week of Tyre Valkyrie. But it's it a great wrestling name. It is a great wrestling name, yeah, yeah. But Frankie Monet is not that bad, I suppose. Yeah. It's okay. It's a Monet in that, that gimmick. Who wrote, <laughs> who wrote Take Me Home Tonight? Franz Ferdinand? No, no, that's take me out. Take me out. Uh, yeah. take, take me home tonight. I don't want to let you go till you see the light. I'm going to find out because I thought that was Frankie Money. Oh, you're not Frankie me, Valley, are you? Take me home tonight. Not yeah, the film. Yeah, she is Frankie. Frankie. Sherry. <laughs> what? Frankie Sherry. Do you know what I learned recently? What? Frankie Valley doesn't sing the first verse of "Oh What a Night." He sings the second bit. When she walks into the room, that's him. But the whole, the first part of the song is just like the drummer or someone singing it. Like the iconic, like, oh, what a night. That's not Frankie Valli. Oh. I'm quite the Frankie Valli fan. I quite enjoy quite a lot of Frankie Valli songs. So. Yeah. Have you ever seen Jersey Boys? No, I've been told it's uh, full of Frankie. But yeah, same. Full <laughs> of Frankie. <laughs> Expression. Yeah. The Frankie yeah, that... Valli podcast every Wednesday. Uh, Hit Row beat Ever Rise in a tag match. Hit Row, Eddie Money, take oh. me home tonight. Eddie Money, not Eddie Frankie Money. Money. Eddie Money from the Money Murphy. family. Yes, yeah. my girl wants to <laughs> party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. 
take me out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All the members of Hero kick everyone out of the ring to make room for a victory prose. And what a brutal uh, take on the, the the move they did. The netbreaker, mm. poor Everise blokey, 3.0, mm-hmm. 1.0 after that. I tell you, lads, Ashanti Adonis's hair <laughs> needs to go in some sort of Hall of Fame. Maybe ours next Funny week. Funny we had one, yeah. When I remember it. Um, what a what a head of hair that was on NXT this week. What's the big lad called? Big Money, is it? Big, oh, damn it. I, I've not, they've not been around long money. enough yet. That yeah, I've, I've not learned them either. It's like Billy on Raw. Yeah. There's just too many of them. It's it's a stable mania in NXT and AEW right now. I, you got I Sw- think Swerve yeah. Scott, Ashanti Adonis. Big Dollar. Big Dollar, yeah. Is it Obviously Big Dollar? dollar Maybe. I don't actually know, though. Large I mean, money. money knows Eddie Money, yeah. yeah. Eddie Money. <laughs> Frankie Valley. <laughs> and the Supremes. So, uh, yeah. It's another stable. And I hope you like that, because after Kyle O'Reilly defeats Kushida in an untitled main event match, they show respect to one another afterwards. Lots of craps and Jack's tapping out. Toy Woods talk. Ask uh, going. But Adam Cole runs in. Maybe Jack will get his, his headphone charged up. Oh, he can't hear us, of course. Yes. Go you charge your thing up, got, you muppet. What are you looking he, at us for? You got a picture of Owen. Owen will have plug-in headphones. Yeah, go plug in Owen. Go Owen. <laughs> go, go peg pl- Owen. I like he's, just, he's just staring like, I don't know what to do here. I think I'll just stare at everyone. Not know. Hey, we can. Shot of the trousers. Sweet. Um, they show respect to one another afterwards, but Adam Cole runs in and brawls of O'Reilly to the back. Meanwhile, Kushida is attacked by hooded figures in the ring, and it's Diamond Mine. The members are Roddy Strong, Hideki, oh, got his name wrong, sorry, uh, Hidekai Suzuki, Guess and how it says he is. here Matthew's boy Tyler Rust. Uh, Malcolm's Malcolm Bivens is the manager, and tells Strong that the Cruiserweight Championship will soon be theirs. <laughs> Two big standouts for this is the fact that Bivens is, looks like he's finally getting something to do and Roddy yes. Strong's at the forefront of something as well which is nice to see because I always thought back in the day he, had, he was obviously a fantastic wrestler but not too much of the charisma but it was clear that during the Undisputed Era he's just that high school jock isn't he that, that arsehole who's good at all of the sports that's Roddy Strong yeah. he's back speaking of good at all the sports is Jack plug in headphones Great for the audio people. Jack's headphones went off, so he went off camera to go get a new set. Maybe ask Owen. Owen, can I borrow your headphones? Not now, Jack. I'm using them to play FIFA. Can Jack use his thing? Does he know how to plug Hello. in? Hello. Can I he can't plug. That's how long the cable is. <laughs> can you get so, some um, plug-in headphones off Owen? Yes, that's a good shout. I'll go and ask him. Thank you. Sorry, carry on. As, as, as for the match, I thought there was lots of nice rolling around the map, Matthew. Like teddy bears they were. <laughs> Did you see us on that game? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you just imagine him sort of sat against the wall. Like yeah, him. I was begging him to plug it in. <laughs> for audio listeners, Jack has a pair of wireless Bluetooth headphones. With, it's come with a cable that can't be much longer than a curly whirly. It, it didn't go longer than his neck. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this dinosaur death. But, yay, another stable NXT to go along with um, Imperium, The Way, Hit Row, the Robert uh, Stone brand, QAnon, all the other NXT stables <laughs> that they're known for. Um, fantastic. I don't know anything about Hideki Suzuki because he's 41 and I don't watch Lulu Pencil. So um, Yeah, me neither. Fantastic. And, of course, so, Tyler Rust is terrible, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
I feel a bit bad for going so hard. It's it changed the mannerisms. I'm sure he's a fantastic wrestler, but the mannerisms are so what an outsider would think a wrestler is, but they're not. They just look a bit weird. Yeah, that's a fair enough point, Ross. I have nothing to add. I think we should end this bit because Jack's got that was. audio issues. Sorry. Is that the weekend wrestling over? Oh, what a shame! That absolutely was the weekend wrestler. I don't think I was a long oh. enough segment. Oh. Right. Should we wait until Jack gets his headphones sorted out and then end the segment? You can't work out which one's left, which one's right. <laughs> well, well, it says L and R on them, Ross. It's very easy to get the two mixed up. I have oh, tenter hooks here. I hope he remembers Jeez. to change his audio input as well. Oh, oh! There's a bigger cable. Take like when Jeff Hardy gets the little ladder out and then the huge ladder. He's got Bray Wyatt's massive hammer around his head. And can he hear us? Hello? Let's see, those are some big headphones. No, not quite. Apparently you can't just plug a set of headphones in the headphone socket. Can he change the audio input, won't he? That's right, because now both. it'll still be set on the Bluetooth ones. Yes, they will. Laptops can get easily confused like this. I love Jack staring at it. I hope this all gets left in. It's like a caveman figuring out fire. I feel like I'm David Attenborough. I, yes. And here we see <laughs> the millennial child. <laughs> Trying to work out the concept of headphones. Jack wonders, is poggers a good term or not? The millennial <laughs> child tries to blend in with the young ones. The clams are back on the head. Will he change the audio input on the He's only been device? doing this most of his adult life. <laughs> Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah. Now it's time for a little rummage in the mailbag. And don't worry, Jack is back. We think. If we get more during this, we'll just pretend we can't hear him. Okay. Uh, Number one. Hello, gentlemen. Recently, the channel debuted the Straight to Hell episode with Colt Cabana. In that episode, Cabana mentioned to Ross the importance of letting wrestlers fail from time to time because of how it helped their development. Which got me thinking. What are some of wrestling's best failures? I don't mean ridiculous things like the gobbledygooker or bad gimmicks along those lines. I'm thinking more of trying to force The Rock to be a good guy upon his debut and his failure to connect with the crowd on that level as a launching point for the eyebrow-raising, jabroni-beaten people's champ character he would evolve into. I also thought of that top rope spinning heel kick that RVD tried to give Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam 01. RVD misses the move spectacularly because even though the move didn't succeed, you could see the innovation behind it and where wrestling would be headed over the next couple of decades. Or maybe it's the way TNA booked Okada and the Young Bucks when they had them on their roster. So, which wrestling failure stands out to you now for the good things it ended up giving us, despite being seen as a failure at the time? Cheers, and thanks for all the content and smiles. David from Barbados. Thank you, David. David. That's a good question, because I just finished reading the Young Bucks book. I'm going to go with what he said, which is the Young Bucks failure in TNA. Because as they describe it in the book, they did everything that they told them to. They assumed that big, bad company like TNA would be full of money and ideas. Mm. And uh, that was not the case. And after the failure there, and then a ring of honor, that's that what kicks out the young boss to go, all right, we just got to go in the complete opposite direction. Just milk this and just do all the things that we're being told that we're doing. Like not shaking Booker T's hand and just being dicks <laughs> and all this stuff. And it turned out rather successful for them. But we wouldn't yeah. have had that if they had a really good TNA run. I didn't really watch much Generation Me and TNA, but how 
how different was that from the young bucks? Were they like playing it straight? Were they like actual baby faces? Oh yes, yeah, pre this is uh, oh. yeah before that like aha uh-huh. they were still doing all the flips and stuff. They had some great matches with Motor City Machine Guns, but outside of those matches, there was very little going on. They split up and feuded with very little build. They complained to Bruce P at the time and some other people, and they said, "All right, cool, we'll just leave you." And they lost a Shark Boy and Eric Young on the way out. And I was like, "All right, bye." Nice. So, makes well, you fair think. Enough. What about yourself, Jack? I'm gonna. Um, it's not quite what the question's asking, but it was the most prominent thing that jumped out. So, like tag teams that are often put together by necessity or injury can often work out quite well. So I'm thinking like uh, Jericho, for example, was hilarious and really well done. And I think that was caused by an injury to Edge, maybe? Was it Jericho and Edge and then Jericho and Big Show? Yeah, Jericho and Edge won the tag titles and then Edge got injured very quickly afterwards. Yes, yes. And then after Jericho, was it then Miz and Big Show? Yes. Yes. That lasted nowhere near the length, but it was good. Yeah. Um, Is that right? So things like that. I'm not sure why Raided RKO got put together. That might have been deliberate, actually. But I'll go for for Jericho. Because among, like, any other example you want from a tag team that was put together to, like, fill time or whatever, but actually turned out to be pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, and it was to replace the legit injured edge. Yes, yes. That's also how the New Age Outlaws became a thing as well. Was it? Well, you two dudes are doing nothing. Eh, what's mm. going to happen if we team you up? Can't be worse than what you're doing right now. <laughs> oh, the Rhodey and... Rhodey and the Double J. The Jeff Jarrett's, like, road dude. Yeah, whatever, you two team up. What are you going to do? And um, Probably nothing. Smoking guns. Smoking guns, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. That's right. Ross, well, yourself, Ross, what's your best failure? I'll go for the failure of Bret Hart not to be a massive stinking mark for himself. <laughs> I love Bret Hart, Matthew, but if he wasn't so much of a, a mark for himself, we wouldn't have got the screw job, would we? And we wouldn't have got Vince McMahon as the best heel in wrestling and all of that stuff that came thereafter. Yeah. I'm not going to lose to Shawn Michaels in my home country. Oh, Don't I be was... preposterous. It was more nuanced than that. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, we're going to using a blunt instrument to describe a lot of nuanced things there, but you know what? You're right for the wrong reasons. Being a massive <laughs> Bret Hart fan, I am. Yeah, Bret Hart did take it seriously. Some would say way too seriously, but now we've gone back the other way and no one takes the, the stuff seriously because no one wants to go, sod it, I'm going to go to a different company or leave. So, just saying. Was was Bret Because I'm quite Bret Hart team Bret Hart in the Screwjob story because I know okay Matthew <laughs> that's damn right you are I look, I look like I'm really upset you Matthew are you okay you just bend at me shout at me what do you no, want to say it's go because you said something that I heard. can't argue with but the way you've said it I'm like damn it no, go on, tell me what, tell we, me what yeah, we've talked about the Screwjob loads on this show every wrestling oh, yeah, everyone knows it, but I've never heard Matthew's views on the Screwjob so go, now Matthew give us an exclusive Was Brett my views on the Screwjob who's, who, who's screwed Brett Still a national tragedy. Right, right. I refuse <laughs> to go into work when on, on screw job day. <laughs> I'm a poutine with a sad face on. What, it's disgusting. Were you, what, I, this is actually a question because I think me and Ross were both probably too young to... I wasn't watching when the screw job no, happened. I was, no. what, what was it like? Insane. Because right. it's it's more wrestling than wrestling. And not better yeah. than everybody, but... 
Well, Bret Hart made a ton of money with WCW and did absolutely nothing of note. But from that one time, he said El Dandy. But in terms of a story and a topic to go over and just see how fascinating 1997 was compared to like nowadays or even just a few years later on, the idea that Vince would be like, I need you to drop the belt. I really should have put the belt on you in the first place. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking there. Uh, and everything going on, people lying to each other, Brett being a, a mark for himself, as Ross said, and <laughs> Shawn Michaels just being Shawn Michaels, and everything going on at the time. It's insane. It just, it doesn't, it reads like the best story. Yeah. But it was Were real. You, did, oh, you know, did you watch it live? No, no. I saw the, like, the bits they showed on TV afterwards. And took it because it was in wrestling magazine stuff, but it was like, yeah, right. no, no, Bret Hart is legit being screwed. This isn't. A, and it could have been a wrestling angle because it, he's going to WCW. He was legit going to do it, so it was yeah. real. And he knew that. You knew that even if that stuff was was fake and wrestling's that that was one hundred percent real because he was they were legit feuding. WCW and WF were not in cahoots. This was not an angle. And I'm more fascinated by the fact that there are people who go, it was a work. I'm I was like, gonna say Scott Hall. There's that footage of Scott Hall saying like all these. He makes all these points that make sense, but then you're thinking it's it's definitely real though, isn't it? Well, people have to point out. I think Chris Kenny was someone else who pointed out that everyone benefited from it, and so it must be a work. Which I think is just one of these happy coincidences. But Bret Hart was not happy with the which documentary was it? Was it the Vice one or was it the A and E that did the Bret Hart? No, A and E's just done one about Bret Hart recently. But the one that they did about the screw job that included Scott Hall's comments on it. Well, Bret Hart saw that and goes, right, I don't want nothing to do with you. Why would you include that? Why would you even entertain the idea of it being a work after all these years, after all these interviews? It's Sorry, clear. I went off on one then. No, I'm no, sorry. no. I wouldn't. That you know what? I do have passion for wrestling. Honest. It's not always to do with the Roddy Strongs or Garganos of this world. As soon as you bring a Bret Hart, I get No, oh, I, I, that, was really, that was really interesting because I, I can't imagine what it was like. I'm glad you answered that because I can't imagine what it was like watching the screw job unfold I mean, as it did. Yeah, you're like wrestlers getting screwed out the title legitimately is something that happened in, you know, the 1930s and 40s, and it's yeah. like 97. This happened. Yeah. Oh, we've just had Matthews Keegan moment. You say that, <laughs> but a man like Bret Hart <laughs> in in where were they? Alberta, Canada. Forget Montreal. 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 Quebec. Oh, shut up! No, you know what? If it's called the Montreal Screwjob, job, like, where were they? <laughs> no, no, no. But, oh, right. I thought you were asking which oh, province. No. I thought oh, you were asking no. which province Montreal was oh, in. No. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Well, 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 which province is it? Am I right? Quebec, I think. Quebec. Oh, Montreal, Quebec, Quebec. Shut up, Matthew. Hey, what's this question? Hi, Matthew, Jack and Ross, or anyone who stepped in. Huge fans since the Neighbor Acted days, and your content, you. especially the podcast, has helped me through some really bad times. Also, I just want to say, Ross, your openness with your mental health and how supportive everyone has been has actually inspired me to be more open and honest about my own mental health. Thank you, Ross. I didn't mean to choose two questions that have got bits about me at the start. I'm sorry. Fake, <laughs> conscious of that sort of stuff happening. Anyway, on to the silly question. You discussed Tinder last week. Oh, no. Which oh, reminded no. me of the time I used the Steiner Maths promo as my Tinder bio for a while. In brackets, I was very drunk at the time. So my question is, which wrestling... Oh, where's this going? Which wrestling promo do you think would actually work as a chat-up line? <laughs> or if you want, just which would be the funniest... Thanks for everything, guys, and keep up the good work. Josh from Lancashire. Thank hey, you, Josh. Josh, from the province of Lancashire. Um, appreciate the shout-out there to Ross's mental health and move that into how would you pull with a wrestling line. 
Hard times, you, but no. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, are you Montreal? Because I'm going to screw... I don't know, Ross, would you... Uh... I'll just go for Cactus Chat, me short and sweet. Bang, bang. <laughs> Question mark. I've never, I've never used, I've never, t- that, that whole concept of Tinder terrifies me. I couldn't do that. Like swiping and then going, meeting up with someone and just uh. sh- shagging and going home. <laughs> Terrifying. If you want to hook up with me in a night out, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> I've got two words for you. Well, just go and watch that video. Swipe left. <laughs> but, uh, Adam scripted with uh, Penny. And oh, me. God, I've got, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, just go and watch any of that. I think about that oh, often. It's like, yeah. oh, what position would you uh, would you like to do the gorilla position or something like that? And she asked what it was, and I couldn't think on my feet. Like my improv skills aren't very good. So I was like, oh, it's anything you want it to be, petty or something like that. I just wish I said it's like where you you're on all fours and you just throw crap at the window, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought crap. I think <laughs> in that video, gorilla. right, everyone finds the you very funny in that video and Adam, but I think Penny deserves a lot of credit. She knew what was going on. Like, oh, she, she clearly yeah. twigged, like, halfway through. Less than halfway through. But she really played along. Like, she really did well, Penny. The thing, good, just good think, sit back and think that what she must hear on a daily basis. Yeah. I bet that, that wasn't the weirdest thing she heard that day. Never mind, like, that week or whatever. But I don't think it depends on what wrestling promo you use. I know after, like, finding out I have two things in common with a person, I'll be doing the Brucey P. I love you! <laughs> Before midnight. So, I uh, hope he answered your question there. We didn't. Number three. Hello, lads. So I have seen how people, including Mafu, have reacted to Moxley using the (laughs) Wild Thing theme. Bless you, Jack. Mafu pointed out that he doesn't like it because it's not unique and it's just him using Yonita's theme. He went on to say it's just Moxley making reference to Anita, who is clearly someone Moxley likes. Which I think is fair criticism coming from someone like Mafu because it's not like Mafu's entire personality and sense of humour is just based on referencing the things he likes. Oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> Moxa using this theme would be like if Mafu used clips from The Simpsons or other shows that are actually funny <laughs> instead of relying on his own completely original humour. Is he... Clips from The Simpsons or shows that are actually... Is he insulting The Simpsons? Is he insulting... Classic he's Simpsons. I, he's insulting. No, I think stuff. he's. I think he's insulting Botchmania or this. No, I got podcast. that. Thank you. Th- this, thank you for translating no, that really no, complex no, no, thing there. No, Jack. but I can't work out whether he means Botchmania or this podcast. Yeah. When he was saying which which one's getting insulted? Is it called the Holic Mafia or Botchmania Mafia? They're very uh, different people. It's like NXT Mafia and Raw Mafia. Mm. Also, I've seen people say that Mafia is too hard on NXT, but I think he raises a good point. Is this a setup? If a show just does the same thing week in and week out with no variety, then it is crap. And the people who make it should get better. Oh, I see. So stop complaining and enjoy listening to Mafu and Jack talk about Street Fighter the movie, <laughs> Eurovision, Cheese <laughs> Pizzas, Nights Out at Rise, or any other of the six topics they rehash every year. <laughs> but this leads me to my question... What is the best currently used submission in our role? Is that your real question at the end? Currently used submission in all wrestling. Thanks for everything, lads, and keep up the good work on the podcast. Sincerely, the 1991 Denver Broncos. <laughs> it's always good when you get it's like you get like oh thanks for the podcast, it's great. You get someone saying boo, you guys suck. But when you get a passive aggressive one that very accurately tears you apart, you're like. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to remember you in weeks to come, pal. Thank you, Denver Broncos. You raised some good points there. Um, It's nice that I'm actually being too hard on XT. I've been enjoying that last two weeks. But I think think it's not fair 
that he thinks we say that all week. Uh, he missed out Keegan's promo on Ferguson. Yeah. And me talking about Ryback not winning at Hell in a Cell 2012. <laughs> Coop That's Chicken. Go on. Coop Chicken. Getting Coop a free Chicken. Plug. Yeah, you missed that out 1991 Denver Broncos. I bet you feel really foolish now. <laughs> and uh, think... Sticky Vicky. All the classics. I've got a feeling, right, if, you're, if your dear mother, Matthew, is listening to this part of the oh, podcast, mom, yeah. she's going to get... She's going to get in contact with the 1991 oh, no, Denver no, Broncos. No, 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 Mum, leave the 1991 Denver Broncos alone. <laughs> <laughs> John Elway has uh, suffered enough. I think that's one. But yeah, there's, a, no, there's some fair comments there. And when I say Moxie using Wild Thing is weird, it's because Moxie has his own identity. And references for the sake of references with nothing behind them is something that AEW <laughs> and myself, I guess, struggle with. Because ideally the reference should be something that you should get and like even if you don't know the reference, if that makes sense. We don't need to answer the 991 Denver Broncos question, I don't think, because oh, that God. question was clearly just tacked on the end. Like, they just thought, we need a question here, and then just, what's yeah. the best submission in wrestling? Yeah, they don't care about wrestling. No. I was, was going to go for Britt Baker's, me. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. That, that's, oh, okay, yeah. The old lob jaw. I'm really sad. I'm really sad that the um, the crossface is so obviously associated with Benoit. I know some people still do it, but the original crossface was probably the best submission in wrestling for me at the time. It was absolutely class. It was there was ways you could struggle. They could roll over the ankle lock as well. The ankle lock was brilliant, especially when Kurt Angle with grapevine and stuff. But at the minute, I'll agree with Ross. I'll go for the lockjaw. I'll go with Walter's uh, Godzilla clutch. Hmm. Because it's Volta, that other topic that I love hashing every single time I get. So, uh, oh. I did a stare down NXT UK because I read the report to NXT UK. I don't watch it. We talked about Um I probably set up maybe, possibly, Ilya versus Volta again. <laughs> I don't know if um, you mentioned this when I was fixing my headphones before, but did you see that Malcolm Bivins of the Diamond Mine DM'd Volta? Mm. Fine, what? How are you doing? Fine, no, no. no. Vol- Volta and Imperium fine... respect the Diamond Mine. I'll find what was said. It was definitely a real, definitely a real, definitely a real tweet. Excuse me, and not a faked one by Malcolm Bivens. Just to reference something that I know we've referenced on the podcast before another time. I hope the Diamond Mines theme is "Diamond Lights" by Hoddle and Water. <laughs> what a song! Darling, I love you. Diamond Chris Waddle's Diamond Mines. Cold electric blue those diamond lights. Hoddle's really into it, isn't he? Waddle's Hoddle's, a, Hoddle's got pipes on him. It's just Waddle doing the dulcet diamond <laughs> mine. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens to Walter in Twitter DMs. The street's not safe no more. Walter, I know big bro. Crying face, crying face. Me, Fabian and Marcel respect you. Please don't hurt us. Uh, <laughs> Walter said that. Wow, it's, I, I gotta yeah. respect the diamond mine if a man like Walter is tipping his hat to them. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens is the best on Twitter. <laughs> He's the best. I like we nominated him for the Hall of Fame, right? His Twitter account. I think we must have done. Yeah, when he been, was uh... when he was looking for his CD player because it had his bad yes. boy and his Ashanti yeah. CDs. Yeah. <laughs> the best. But, sorry, yeah. second best, number one best are the people who send in these questions. Yes, these these thoughts. And these scathing criticisms, which I can't defend myself against, so I'd have to come up with humour derived from other places to combat it. Um, 
No, but please, I thank you, 91 Denver Broncos. We appreciate the feedback. And I mean that in a mm. sincerely non-passive-aggressive way, even though sometimes it could come across as that. Uh, <laughs> and I appreciate us getting them. Because I don't think we should be above criticism or people say... No, no, and no. And I say we, I know it's me, but yeah, absolutely, people should send in their thoughts and saying stuff. Like, no, no, we could, I can criticise this, but you better not say anything negative about me. No, I can, I can take it. I, I can some weeks. <laughs> I can, but, you know... I want to hear from the Washington Wizards next time. Oh. That's right. I thought of the first American sports team I could think of. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for those thoughts. If you have any, please send them towards us at mailbag at cultaholic.com. Now it's time for some Reese's Pieces to get you going. Salutations, you filthy diddlers. There we go. I was watching last week's podcast when I suddenly heard one of my emails was picked for the mailbag section. It got me really excited. So I decided to resend this Reese's Pieces, one I had already sent over a year ago, but wasn't picked, quite frankly. I think it's a really good Reese's, so I'm sending it again. Lol. Okay, fair enough. I actually appreciate the put, quite frankly, in this, because I've started saying, quite frankly, because I hear it on commentary. Vince McMahon thing, that for sure. You see, any interview with Vince McMahon, it's always, quite frankly, I believe this to be the truth. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Yeah. Nonetheless, during these rather unpleasant times, I've been wondering what it would be like to spend the lockdown with a wrestling persona for a while. Oh, God. I'll okay. give you two names, and you have to choose which of the two you'd rather spend the lockdown with <laughs> for an undefined amount of time. Okay. okay, we'll go fast as thought first. Jack Ross, me. Jim Cornette. Or Vince Russo. Oh, Cornette shades it. Cornette likes fast food and he has a lovely museum thing in his house. Cornette. Yeah. Got dogs as well. Dogs. Has dog. It? Good. Maybe, yeah. Was it what? What dog has it got? Was it a breed that was popular in '85? <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be Cornette. I've I've heard Russo speak for five seconds and I'll never get that back. <laughs> trip trips or Cody? Trip trips. Is that his name? Trip trips or Cody Rhodes? Is that what Dave Meltzer called him at the press conference? <laughs> um, I reckon they're both very obviously like into fitness and it's, it's all boring and that. But Cody likes to drink from what I've seen that one time. So Cody. Because Triple H is famously teetotal or doesn't drink much. Triple H, because I get to go to his house and have a nice time with Stephanie's dogs, the big Mastiffs, Andre, and I forget the other one's name. Is the other one Agassi. Agassi wrestler? <laughs> Andre and who? Andre and Agassi, the two dogs. <laughs> She's just a huge tennis fan. Yeah. <laughs> I love tennis. I, I love tennis so much, I turned my head into all of the balls. So, trip, trip, so cool. I like that, you know, that's all what, that's the wrestling dogs. All, that's what it's all about yeah. the game means. It's not the game as in... Oh, it's the game as in... Oh, <laughs> the g- Imagine yes. Triple H's catchphrase was like, Gamer, Setter, Matcha. That's why he's the GM. He's the gamer setting <laughs> this... The Matcha. 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 <laughs> Oof. Uh. It'd be great if oh. doing tennis play analogies to Dave, who stays like, ah, uh, no. Dave is a tennis match. Just what he's speaking. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm going to go with Cody because 
I have very little to talk about these two people anyway, but I imagine Cody would be like, you get drunk and talk about Zelda or something. Mm. Oh, and did you Cody's see... dog. Cody's, there's three with wrestlers' dogs. Cody's dog. See what MGF said about video games recently. What did <laughs> said, MGF say? He said that professional wrestling video games are obviously cool, <laughs> but real ones are for nerds, or like other ones are for nerds. And the, the, the quote was something like, I don't know what people are playing these days, but games like Zelda and Cock Party 2 or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> He's seen them again, look at him. <laughs> No, no, I'm enjoying Jack laughing. <laughs> Let's see how long he can laugh. I'm not seething. I don't. No, yeah, yeah, right. Cook Party Two wasn't as good as Cook Party One. That's why I'm mad. Brett Hart's favorite game is Cook Party One. Now leave me alone, Ross. It was just the fact that he he said two for some reason <laughs> just really tickled me. First one sold uh, so well, yeah. so popular, according to Heyman and Bischoff. I heard they're uh, remaking Cook Party Seven. <laughs> the HD remaster now with more cooking. John Cena or Roman Reigns. Oh, Cena, one hundred percent. I'll go around to Cena's house with his dad, have a great time. <laughs> did you see that thing they did where they did the anatomy of a feud or whatever it was between Cena and Edge, and they showed mm. all the, the takes they didn't use for Cena Senior getting he kept beat going up by scripts. Edge? He's like, a, he's a proper performer. Like, how? Yeah, Edge, you young scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. All right, you've been beat up for real by Edge bringing you home. Act. I'll get you. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. I like that. <laughs> I'll go Roman Reigns. Just imagine spending time with a bunch of Samoans would be great. Well, you get, I, you, you get to sit down the side. You get to sit down the side of the table. <laughs> <sighs> I reckon Cena would be a great laugh, unless he just didn't take a liking to you, like you were Alex Riley or something. You see Riley on a Booker T's podcast and giving the most politician answer you've ever heard. Heard about it, So yeah. why did you leave WWE? Well, the name I can't say, the thing that didn't happen, we had different ways of looking at doing business. It was nothing. And Booker <laughs> T was like, hmm? And you're waiting for him to do a Lorraine Kelly and go, great, can you say a bit more? Tell mm. me he didn't just say that. Yay. Ain't no way! <laughs> Nonetheless, Brock Lesnar or Scott Steiner? Mm, that's the hardest one so far. I don't want to spend time with either of those men. Um, <laughs> I'll go for Lesnar because I think we'd leave each other alone. Whereas Steiner, I feel, would be more volatile to be around. I don't know. I'll go for Lesnar, though, just because he'll, he'll just be out hunting and stuff. Yeah, I, I was just about to say, I reckon Lesnar's got like the most perfect life at home. But I'm not, I'm not asked about the hunting personally, but just sits back. I know he cooks a lot of meat on his barbecue. I saw an interview with him somewhere where he's showing off his big fancy car and he's like, yeah, I love cooking meat on the barbecue. And if he's anything like Baron Corbin, I'm, I'm going around to Brock's for tea. See, I'm glad you had the same thought as me. It's like, yeah, Brock's got the best hunting stuff. Uh, sorry, not hunting. Well, we all the, love the best cooking stuff. Love hunting. Oh, <laughs> no. I said the wrong thing. I'm In America, but, I think the idea of hunting is very different to the idea of hunting over here, which is like trumpets and red coat, like, da-da, off we go, chaps. Catch the Joe ball. Rogan with a bow and arrow. Yeah, mm. hunting elk. Mm. Oh, it's a, po- a poacher. Do you remember Danny Champion of the World, the Roald Dahl novel? Oh, I do remember that. That's my favourite Roald Dahl bit, that one. Marvellous. That's your favourite? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I've my favourite. No. Fair enough. Controversial Matilda, man. I think. That's a gr- oh, great. And the what about film. you, Ross? What's your oh, favourite Roald Dahl book? It'd be the Charlie and Chocolate Factory, isn't it? They're yeah. all great. The twits. I was watch. I said this on my Twitch stream yesterday. I was watching 
this morning's YouTube highlights. If you don't subscribe to this morning on YouTube, get yourself on there. <laughs> and they had, right, uh, the actual Augustus Gloop <gasps> from the original one. Oh. Interv- interviewing him, right? It was I checked the channel 20 hours after the video went live, and the video had like 8.4 thousand hits. Oh, Scandalous scenes. People have forgotten what Augustus Gloop's all about. He's a, he's a, I think he's like a mortgage advisor, a financial advisor these days. He's not an actor anymore. Yeah, because there was a documentary about him, about uh, all the like, what happened to the kids of this, and he, they showed footage of him doing, he was writing on one hand and calculating on the other. I thought it was very impressive. Yeah. I, 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 still, I can't remember. I believe that that was years ago. He's not. He's not just a big fat nink and poop. That's that's for sure. I saw a Reddit thread not long ago, like within like the past sort of two weeks maybe, that said Augustus Gloop was screwed by Willy Wonka because he said, this is the candy room, eat whatever you want. But he did warn Augustus Gloop several times yeah. not to drink from the chocolate river. So I, I'm on Wonka's side there. It's, fa- it's fantastic on the, the segment as well because I have this, I don't know who this American fan is like, going, oh, well, the film was so great. They had an actual real chocolate river. You could have oh. really drank it if you want. And then they had one of the Umpa Lumpers, one of the original Umpa Lumpers in studio and Augustus Gloop going, nah, wasn't a real river. <laughs> load, load of crap, pal. Load of pal. Yeah. Augustus Gloop, right, he's an athlete, right, because he said he had, the depth of it was a meter, I think he said, so he had to sort of dive in. And then sort of swoosh himself round at the same time, just not to to bottom out. So incredible, oh. incredible from Augustus Gloop. Jeremy's like is... a really successful financial person. He's just like, yes, I've done this. Oh, wouldn't the great did it? Yes, that was uh, sixty years ago. <laughs> Phil goes, Phil goes. You still sound like him. You still sound like <laughs> Augustus Gloop. What the little boy? <laughs> Phil, what's he like? Eh? You're still German then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, breaking it's... news. Health Secretary Matt Hancock admits breaking social distancing oh, rules with close aid God. and apologises for pe- letting people down. He admitted it. He admitted He's... so. He admitted to breaking social distancing rules. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to. If Cummings went, He's, He's got to go. Boris will love that, man. I know he, Boris will. It's like when Vince started pushing Rollins after he got exposed. To... <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> he did. He started, but that's when Rollins oh started. That's, that when, the, that's yeah. when Rollins started getting. Oh Guys. man, you, Rollins was the victim in that situation. To be fair, like yeah, yeah, of course. But Vince loved the idea of it, though. He's like, oh, he's a ladies' man. <laughs> wow, you've got a cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So just push pe- him. It's gonna be interesting to see where by the time the podcast goes live, it's now currently twelve thirty-one in the afternoon BST. What's gonna, what's it gonna be like at eight PM or nine PM? Whenever this goes live, incredible. How can, he, how can he keep his job? If Cummings went, mm. oh, it's only been a few hours. We'll wait. I can't believe you, you went. Yeah, I, I admit to. Wait, you admit to that? No, no, I admit to breaking social distancing. It's yeah. very politician, <laughs> but not admitting that. Well, that's the horrible, aren't they? Politicians. Politicians. I. Yes, they are. I like one of them at the minute, and I'm worried he's going to turn out. Every time you put your faith in one, it just goes wrong. But I do quite like that Andy Burnham from Manchester. He seems to be the savior, doesn't he, for Labour? The king in the north. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna march wow, on Game of Thrones reference. Wow, uh, taking it back. Yeah. But yeah, but it's like the Scorpion, the Frog analogy, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. It's oh, that that punk promo! Wow, wow. You yeah. stupid old man. You stupid old man. Speaking of which, uh, Vincent Mann or Tony Khan? <laughs> Tony, I think. Oh, I'd fear for my life with Vince. Vince McMahon all day long. <sighs> nah, I'll go with Tony because by the sound of it in the Unbox book, you'd be like. Tony, your dad's a billionaire. Let's um, 
let's go in a private jet and fly someplace. Okay. And he'd do it. Because Vince yeah. Man's like, I want to be buried with my money. <laughs> pyramids, think, the Egyptian pharaohs had. I've thought this before. I think Vince would hate me very much. I think I'm everything not what Vince would like. He would laugh first. at me because I'm fat. So he loves fat people just laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that jiggly belly, we'd say. <laughs> Matthew, what do you think Vince would think of you? Oh, I'm sure he'd be thrilled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even think what he would do. Just pretend I wasn't there. Do you think he knows what? Do you think Vince knows Botchamania? No. He must do. Or he must. I don't think he knows what the. He hasn't figured out Google yet, has he? <laughs> Botchamania. Uh, Linda McMahon or Stephanie McMahon? Stephanie. You hear people in interviews say that Stephanie's actually lovely. Yeah, a lot of people say she's nice and she's got the dogs. I just imagine Linda being so bloody boring. Yeah. I'll take Linda McMahon. I'll take getting bored or having to hang around Steph. Cut exposition promos about things. This is <laughs> Titan Towers. This is what my family felt. Like. I know, God, all right. <laughs> this Sunday at Hell in the Sa- I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Paul Heyman or Bischoff? Oh. I've met both of these men. Um, Heyman very briefly. But I would choose Heyman. No, would I? Yeah, Heyman. Ah! Heyman. Yeah, I, would, I would go Bischoff, mate, just because I've seen his house. And his house is like just in the middle of nowhere. Much like Lesnar. Just seems like, whoa, I'm out in the sticks. Whoa. I'll go for paradise. That's the hardest one so far. I'm saying Bischoff. Just but because the, I but like he's the his... body. Yeah. <laughs> is is he? To who? Heyman's great. To some Heyman's people. not a body. Heyman didn't reckon... screw anybody out of money. No, I... Didn't do it. Didn't lie to anybody. I reckon Heyman's, it, is it... Heyman's personal life must be all go all the time. That's why I imagine Heyman's personal life to be. Hustle booty temp tats, Ross. Always on the phone, always in suits. Yeah. Who's Who was it? Was it JBL or Edge at One Night Stand going? JBL. Bouncing yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, they're both, you know, promote a book of people who have screwed other people, but Heyman's the lovable one <laughs> <laughs> who didn't pay people for years. So, no, nah, Eric Bischoff, just hearing him on 83 weeks and talk about stuff and Talk about all the sex with his wife yeah. that he does. And... Bischoff was so good looking, man. In his what the oh, hell? He was a model. Oh, that's how his, him and his wife oh, met, wasn't it? Oh, was he? Yeah. I'm sure him and his wife were both models, and that's how they met. He was Imagine very that. attractive. Imagine mm. that life. That's how Tom. Hey, Bischoff, you used to be really pretty, you know. He's like, he's still a good looking man for his age, I reckon. Oh yeah. Got oh, silver I. fox. Yeah. I will say though, Paul Heyman shocked me with his height. Mm. I was taller than Bischoff. Heyman was taller than me, and I had no idea. Heyman's uh, a comfortable six foot. Yes, and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. Is it because he's always just next to giant men? Yes. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and the final one: El Generico or Sami Zayn? <laughs> Don't want to pick these two people. Eh? El Generico because he doesn't speak, so that if you wanted a bit of peace and quiet, you'd be all right. Oh, but he's in an orphanage, though, isn't he? Oh, Ross, no, Ross bloody knows. Oh, no, he things knows. me. So just because kids are the worst, I'd go for Sami Zayn. 
No, Jericho does speak. He goes, "Si, señor," and El Jericho, numero uno. And that was yes, that was it, does. really. So he speaks Spanish. Sorry, I forgot. Y- yes, the best Spanish you've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> I would pick Sami Zayn and ask him if he knows any Spanish. No, I'm actually Sami Zayn be a nice person to talk to about serious things, and he'd kill a few hours. Yeah, Sami sounds nice. Ash from Rise claims that he talked to Sami Zayn once about punk rock bands. And Scar bands. Oh, yeah. That'd have been a thing to talk about, yeah. Uh, that the sounds like... Broncos rage intensifies. I think that was... Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Jack can react to that yeah, like I reacted to Brett. <coughs> I think that was the time that you said Samoa Joe was dressed like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle disguised as a human. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, yeah. And the, the Ninja Turtles built the, the live-action one they did, yeah. But like a... Well, tra- heart 300 it. years ago, he's got the giant brown coat and heart. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what Samoa Joe was dressed as. Yeah, I'm I'm a human being. I'm not a turtle. It's Samoa Joe, the <laughs> only Samoan in a thousand miles of anywhere. It's not me, Samoa Joe. Just after NXT, just Ed. Samoa Joe is Ed. one of the people in WWE I would least like to have to fight. I think he seems well hard. He seems like like on Danny Dyer's hardest men or whatever. Like he could just slap you really fast and knock your teeth out I'd be so scared which which wrestler could you take Jack yeah none of the wrestlers <laughs> you said he's own. at the top of the um, list so by the implication it's going to be a bottom of the list going I can take him I, immediately my mind went mad Kurt but I've met him and he's really tall so god none of them Ross none of them it's a fair comment I'd be the same boat I think Drake Maverick Tyler Rust Tyler Rust. <laughs> Matthew, any wrestlers you could beat in a yeah, fight? Yeah, I'd rather take on some more jokes. It'll last about five seconds. If I took on uh, Gargano, it's going to be at least four <laughs> With a promo I'd, afterwards. Oh, that goes he'd, let get, he'd let you get plenty of moves in, though. He'd yeah, kick out of all. The Irish whip. <laughs> the fall on me face. The, oh, God, I'm oh, sorry. I could, be, I could be like Ric Flair. There we go. I'll choose like an old one. That's morally. Oh, like Ric Flair now. You don't be like Ric. I'm now Ric Flair. Flair now. Seven. Oh, okay. Or like. Oh, in that case, yeah, I'll take on Billy Graham. Yeah, like really old ones. Yeah. It's the pallet dust. Oh, uh, best it... of wishes for all you crazy oh. lads. Sorry, Ross. Sorry, Labour has urged the PM to sack Man Hancock. Oh, that's a bit. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. But the health secretary said they would. Uh, he would stay focused on dealing with the pandemic. Oh man. Yeah, they're doing a great job with that, aren't they? I can't believe they're real, though, those pictures. That's incredible, that, isn't it? Yeah, he was eating out to help out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. most of you already vaccinated or almost done with it. Let's hope you'll be able to gather and watch some of time together like the good old days. Cheers, Matthias from Spain. Thank you. Gracias. Yes. Gracias, a, glo- a global podcast this week. We've been from Barbados to Spain to Denver. Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you very much for the Reese's Pieces. Always good to hear from you and these wonderful thoughts, even if they have gone a bit of a tangent today because of the news happening in England right now. But thank you very much. Please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com and don't be put off if we don't use it for a year. It's Cultaholics. The question. What a great podcast. Mm. I almost said it about laughing then. And we've got one Good question, and that is how great is the Sunday uh, post? I'm set sport then. Um, with of course classics uh, such as All Woolly and the Bruins, 
And also a little man named Tom Campbell making an appearance on last week's ah. issue. We'll find the bit, I probably should have. There he is. The man himself. There he is. He's very blue. He's looking. Uh, he's a bit upset. Where he, he saw the results and. Is that him doing his couch to 5k? He's been running <laughs> as well. Hey, well then. There he is. I can just barely get it on the camera. He's doing quite well with it, I think. That's right. what I've seen. So, yeah, there we go. There's the big. That's uh, scheduled for the draft we're doing later on. Tom Campbell does Sunday Post. So Well done, Tom. Glad to see you, pal. Uh, I want to get in the paper. What? Anyway. Oh, keep it up, Jack. Um. <laughs> The big question this week. With we going on the road very soon, the start of July, I believe is when the first time they're going on the tour, and having real crowds in the arenas again, by God. How will returning to live shows affect WWE is the big question. Oof. Off the top of my head, because I said it earlier, and just because the last time we saw him in front of people wasn't getting overwhelmingly cheered, Drew McIntyre. Mm. Or maybe just Bobby Lashley. And Drew McIntyre. I viewed that maybe they blew off before they went back on the road because is Drew is good against certain people, but Lashley's so good right now. I can see him getting cheered to hell as soon as he steps foot with the women and the MVP and the title. Do you remember? The women. Do you remember when Drew first won the Rumble and was becoming a contender? And everyone said, you know what? Actually, they're not writing him as a cheesy WWE babyface. He's actually quite cool. Something, it's gone wrong. It was going so well. And I don't know whether it's just that he won and his journey was over and there was nowhere else for him to go. But something happened and now he's just got weird. As Ross mentioned earlier, he's become a bit of a historian. It's odd. I'm I'm worried he's going to get booed. Did he get booed a bit at Mania? Not booed, but Lashley was cheered. Right, right, right. Is Drew, so, <coughs> right. which is quite awkward when he's supposed to be a bad guy, but yeah. mm. and, and you're right because he wasn't sounding too cheesy or managing to ease the cheese. He was fine, and now, now he's cheese. Mm-hmm. Now he's Highlands Robert the Bruce cheese mm-hmm. with the William Wallace and the Bravehearts and the the Iron Brew and everything. It's just like all right, great. So, but in the ring, still great. I still think he has the chance to turn it around and just stop being. Cheesy on the mic. It's not complicated yeah. with Drew. You don't no. need to write him. It's complicated. He's look at him. Look at him. Oh. Have, oh. have him. Have him and Seamus be like the brothers of destruction, but with pints of Guinness, Guinness involved as well. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think Seamus is going to get cheered as well. Yeah. What you thought, Jack? What are your thoughts? I think that Roman Reigns might get cheered for just being really good at his job because. He didn't get cheered at Mania, but I think that's partly because Brian and Edge, like everyone loves Brian and Edge. But now, when they go back on the road, I think that after six years of trying to get everyone to cheer Roman Reigns, now that they don't want people to cheer Roman, I think now is going to be the time. Because we're all fickle and crap. So I think that Roman's going to get cheered now, especially if he goes against like a challenger that we don't generally want to see him go against that much. So... That'll be interesting, definitely. But I can't see them turning him face even if he gets cheered because he's just working so well at the minute. But that's that's the main one for me at the minute anyway. But Ross, what's, what's yours? My mind went straight to Alexa Bliss. And then being back on the road means they'll have to... If it's going to fall flat like it has done so many times over the pandemic era, 
the fans won't give it a chance, will they? So they'll boot out the building and that'll force WWE's hand to stop doing the stuff week on week on week that maybe isn't quite working like they hope it would do. So that instant feedback on the Alexa Bliss stuff might tone it down a bit, might, you know, end it essentially, but I don't know. I just feel like she'll benefit from it the most because it, just from my, this isn't my personal sort of thing, just when you see on social media, just people just saying negative stuff about it all the time. I don't think too many people are enjoying it. There will be people out there enjoying it, but I don't think too many people are. So Alexa Bliss will benefit by that instant feedback ending that stuff. Mm. Well, oh. another thing, it being live, as opposed to everything being pre-taped in the Thunderdome, they're going to have to tone down a lot of the puppet fights and... Oh, wait, no, they can still do hypnosis. That's fair enough. But mm. yeah, the other stuff that people go on, that's rubbish. They've got to tone down. So I think because of just be going on Twitter, which is what else have we got to go on? I think Alexa Bliss is going to be cheered. They're going to love her. Just because just cause she's different. Give it her all. Give it her all. Yeah. yeah. She is. Like, that's the thing. It's not her. It's the stuff they have her do. Like, she, I think she does that role very well indeed. I thought Randy did it well back in the day when he was involved with it as well. But just what they have her do is just a bit. It's that fine line, isn't it, between Goofy and Naff? What about yeah. Nicky? I hope people get behind her. Yeah. I hope that they, they're sensible like myself and think it's one thing and just look at it at the surface and then Ross corrects them because he's so clever and Uh-oh. so good at the rest and goes, no, it's Uh-oh. supposed to look like that. It's supposed to look like a homemade costume and go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, you know what? Let's get behind it. He didn't even do that on purpose, I don't think. <laughs> hmm? Doesn't matter. Oh, no, what um, I said. Nothing. Damn it. Um, oh, well, whatever I did, I apologise. It's fine. Um, I, hope, I hope people... I just hope... I'm just to hope... Because fans will be brutal towards stuff they don't like, especially in certain towns. I just hope that it shocks WWE into just improving the TV product a bit more because it's gotten really quite shoddy. <laughs> So I hope that the fans, because they'll they they've said been quite open about it, haven't they? WWE saying stuff like we don't know who's going to get cheered and what the fans are going to be like. But I hope once they realise some of the bad stuff's bad, then it'll shock them into action. Maybe. Right. I'm worried that Reigns is going to get cheered because he's so good. I'm like, no, 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 boo him. He will. He, I think he will get cheered sometimes mm. for being sick. <laughs> yeah. And again, I hope all of wrestling fans are like me in that. Roman Reigns, just watching him, makes me feel like a child watching wrestling again because I want to boo the bad guy. Mm. He's horrible, isn't he? He He's is horrible. Nasty. nasty piece of work. A proper nasty worky ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An evil doylem. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, though, to say the least. See how guys it's like going to be good as well, gonna... though. Oh, it's yeah, gonna no, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm going to be glued to my... Not really glued, could be painful. Glued to the uh, screen. Was it the, Smack, the SmackDown, the first one back on the 16th, was it? Is that what it was? I think oh, so. I think thought. it rings a bell anyway. Yeah, I can't wait for that show. And 16th be will be a Wednesday, so no. Oh. On the 18th then. 18th, yay. <laughs> one of those ones. <laughs> yeah. Ah, we can't see. We can't wait to see what happens. But you guys will have to. But you won't have to wait for the end of the podcast because it's right here. It's right here and now at the very end. So, Jack, what have you got for us on tap this week for the Coldholic fans? This week, uh, I'm not doing anything. Me, me and Ross now both stream on a Wednesday at different times. Ooh. Me at 6pm. Ross, when's yours? 
1 p.m. BST every Wednesday, because I can't do Sundays anymore. So I'm on 1 p.m. BST every Wednesday. I'll be bringing it home this coming week, hopefully, as I've done a, a mock Euro. Well, I've called it real Euro to try and get around copyright potential issues and stuff like that. But you, yes. can't, you can't have 24 teams in a, a custom FIFA tournament, so I've had to have 32. So the likes of Sunderland are in there. I skimmed were, it, and I saw room. you I saw you as England battering Sunderland. I thought, yeah. what kind of fever dream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did like the randomised draw at the start, and I was thinking, I'll, I'll do it a few times to get an interesting group, and that was the first one that popped up. I was like, wait, I cannot let that one slide, can I? <laughs> so yeah, I've got, I don't know who I've got. I'm up in the quarterfinals, I think. I just beat Holland 4-1. Shades of 96. <laughs> it was in the round of 32, though. So, yeah. Um, hi, that's a Twitch stream. Beautiful. That's the Wednesday doubleheader there. And I will be doing Saturday streaming Alex Kidd. What, the old Master System? No, silly. There's a new one out. It's just a remaster of the Master System one. Alex so all the people Kidd. remember switching on a Master System with no game on, on about 1990, and going, hey, free game. Relive those memories with me, Saturday, 6 p.m., BST. Uh, there's also lovely articles that Jack's written. About Thank Roman you. Reigns being the papering over the cracks, perhaps papering over the cracks, the mushy peas and the chip buddy of SmackDown. Alex Kidd has massive ears. Like I've just googled him. Oh, he okay, does. so sorry. You can hear those criticisms a mile away, pal. <laughs> uh, but for now, we have done a long podcast. Most of it's been fun, and some of it's broke. It's sorry, been fantastic. Sorry about, Light sorry wrestling. About the no, it's great forgot, though. It's been great. I've, I've enjoyed think, it. I've got to think the plug and a thing to say. Oh, go on. Straight to hell, Sunday, Nerd Cubed, who gave birth to both Steve and Nerd Larson. Nerd Cube, really? Nerd oh, Cube. Oh, wow. It's the longest one ever. It clocks in at a full 90 minutes. So that's Take a- that, Ace <laughs> Trainer Liam. Yeah, yeah. hi. Up, up. <laughs> um, and also, the best free way, I'm going to say this in every video I'm on these days, that you can support Cultaholic is by liking, this is on, on YouTube, by the way, I don't know about Acast or other podcast services, but if you're watching this on YouTube, like the video, leave a generic comment, which is like, I like this video. <laughs> just something random like that. Just something positive, something random. If you do like the video, and if you're feeling that extra bit saucy with a bit of, bit of spark on there as well, share it, because all the engagement, it tickles the algorithm's taint, and then we get good things, you know? It's, it's all about the algorithm these days, so that's the best free way you can support Cultaholic and any other creator that you like, for that matter. Quite frankly. Quite frankly, yes. <laughs> what Ross said, we encourage you. We also encourage you to vote at the patreon.com forward slash Hall of Fame and send us your thoughts, Reese's Pieces and Criticisms to mailbag at cultaholic.com. We have been Cultaholic. You've been lovely. We'll put our fist up to the webcams and end this by going one, two, three. Join us. Join us. Wagga, 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 wagga. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 